is Polar Quest, live from the heart of Brooklyn. Polar Quest is an hour-long podcast about everything in and relating to technology, with three techno experts: Eric Newman, hi; Chris Grabowski, hey; and Tyler Dinner, hey there. This week's episode: Job Hunt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another Polar Quest. My name is Eric Newman, and across from me, to the right of me, is my compatriot of code, the Ka- I can't say that word on the radio, from another mother, Chris Grabowski. Hi. How are Why? you? Are you trying to say? Nothing. What are you giving me that look for? We're not dating. Oh, it's not that were you, kind of look. Were you trying to use the Jewish N-word? He's giving me the we're not having sex tonight look, but I'm no, sorry, Christian, I'm, I'm not the, having I'm sex with you, you tonight anyway. Mo- I'm giving you more so that you're in arm's length. Be careful, Kabob. If you could have heard them earlier, you would have known they yeah, weren't having sex. Yeah, stop me. You know that. <laughs> and of course, to the left of you, Christian, to complete the triangle of of uh, Tourette's. No, the triangle of something is Tyler. That's just Tyler Dinner. Hi, how you doing? Oh, hey. Sorry, I jumped the gun. I, I jumped in on the conversation. No, that's fine. It's your show, I was too. the phantom of the podcast the for phantom. a second. Yes. I was ghost. That's, that's where, you, that's where you paint one of your headphones white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me, I'm ugly. Um, I have yeah. a little miniature synthesizer. <laughs> Melodica. We, well, we started the show quite late, and I'm really sorry to both of you and to our wonderful audience who aren't listening live, so it doesn't make a bunch of a difference to them. But, I mean, of course, except for... Uh, well, we'll introduce them later. But, no, uh, what happened was, I got... That was a, a Trump sentence. Okay, it was like, it was like three sentences. <laughs> two, two threads of thought going on at it was, once, it was eating three, for control of his it mouth. It was three starts <laughs> to three... Not to be political, we went in a circle there. It was three starts to three different sentences, but I finished one of them. And the thing is <laughs> that we... You? It's like you have three threads racing for control of the mouth. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a race condition, what? my my whole uh, stream of consciousness. No, the thing is, is that uh, well, first, I should mention that we got, uh, what am I looking for? We got a nice little tax refund there yet. By and we, he means he. By we, I mean me and pneumonium. And pneumonium, since corporations are people too. I got no IRS money. Got a tax refund, but I'm reinvesting my tax winnings into the company so we can create better media productions. Tax allowing me winnings. Winnings, you yes. You should not use that word. It's not. No, it's because broadcast. it's money that they took from me, that they shouldn't have taken from me, that they gave back to me, that is now going to be taxed again as further income. And then they take some of the money they give back to me back, and then they'll give some of that money back to me next year. It Hopefully. makes it sound like you're winning on them in any sentence, and you're probably going to get audited because of that. Yeah, let's, uh, I did buy the audit defense. Please, please, please don't. I don't want to say it. But the it thing is this, I'm did. using the tax refund money for good because I bought this new mixer that we can't use. I was so excited. you didn't install it properly. I didn't think that the mixer needed a MIDI driver to install so you can use the pots when connected to USB because this one doesn't, but this is audio a much stuff worse is not mixer. simple. Well, like I said, this mixer doesn't. It just works. You plug it in, you see, you like, you know, yeah, I can turn no, myself all the way simple. up, and that has a that <laughs> turns me up. But on the other mixer, you do that, and nothing happens. No, no, no. I just wanted to stress, like the the times that I've had headaches because uh, of MIDI and not being able to hook up something with MIDI involved is is just un- inexplainable. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, and now the vacuum of sound. That's the podcast after the theme music. Uh, so, well, you didn't. We have another sound that we didn't talk about. Oh, that's right. Of course, our wonderful studio audience. Yes. Thank you, Tyler. How could we forget them? We keep them in a Tupperware container during the week, and we take them out on Sundays just for us. And it is a nice, crisp Sunday evening here in Bushwick. And um, yeah. So the other thing is, uh, there's some video stuff that we want to get into on the podcast and otherwise, and uh, it'll be really cool to help be able to build my media company and become the next Michael Bloomberg. 
You're a media company that we're really helping get out there. <laughs> yeah. No, Tyler, you're really doing, I mean, you're doing such a fantastic job. Uh, you, you, I told you last week that you're now the senior East Coast <laughs> vice president, or sorry, senior vice president of East Coast marketing and research for pull requests. So uh, uh, well, hey, you're really you're... killing it. And uh, yeah, no, I just want to, I just want to give you a quick uh, shout out. You really, you are really killing it on the social media. Well, if you're new to us from Twitter, uh, welcome again. We we apologize for not being on our social media game at the start. It was a real interesting beginning to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And we had to, you know, make sure that we are still keep uh, still doing the, the show. It doesn't want to be a. If you dare, you can go back and listen to us get our bearings in the beginning. But I, I'd say you start with the more recent episodes and work your way back. I'd say anything after episode 25 is probably good. Um, but yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of podcasts, I was on that other podcast, Murmur. Uh, with uh, hosted by Uluch, I uh, mispronounced his name, Olgin, and uh, it's uh, it's out on iTunes. If you want to go to Murmur with an umlaut over the u dot com or Murmur without the Unicode character, we murmurtalk.org. We'll post a link. And we'll tweet you can listen the link. To he and I talk about nothing for an hour. It's nice. It was. I said at the beginning, it's so nice being on a show where you don't have to prepare anything. It's like what you guys do all week. So this is the Eric Newman behind the non music. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. Something. Uh. Something happy because I know you have a frown on your face, Christian. The testicle festival has been canceled following deaths and an attendance decline. I don't know if you count the number of testicles or the number of people in the testicle festival. Testicles that kill. After 35 years of drinking nudity and debauchery and tens of thousands of Rocky Mountain oysters, the testicle festival is over. The summer festival in Clinton, known for all things rowdy, has also been known for generating its fair share of fights, drunken driving, and fatal crashes. Now, Matt Powers, owner of the Rock Creek Lodge, where the festival is held every summer. Of course, the guy is named Max Powers. Wow. Matt Powers. Oh, one of the very few Simpsons references I really know. Wasn't it Max Power? It was Max Power. Max Power, not Max Power. Such a good episode. Have you changed your name to Max Power? (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, I have to be able to hold my head up and be proud of how I make my living, he said. You know what the worst part about The Simpsons is? is you can't disagree. Still with, on the air. You can't disagree with Homer in situations like that. <laughs> like, oh, that does sound like a pretty cool name. Well, I mean, Homer is just so wise. Like he said once, the cause of and solution to every single problem is booze. <laughs> there's nothing like uh, nothing. There's nothing like alcohol. Nothing beats depression like a depressant. Or what was it? Yeah. What? That's uh, from an early Simpsons episode. Anyway. Uh, is that that's the T-Bone and the Butcher thing? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, two people were killed and seven others were injured during last year's testicle festival. Wow. Damn it. A- anyway. How many of them were just due to kicking? I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they didn't say what caused no, no, where the injuries were. No. Uh, here's something else. Earlier this week, Whole Foods opened a new Asian-themed restaurant called Yellow Fever. Oh, man. Amazon just can't win between getting BGP hijacked this week and now for opening a kind of a f- offensive Oh, yeah they, got, yeah. they got BGP hijacked. Why don't you explain what that is? Well, Border so, gateway protocol. Yeah. So uh, basically uh, somebody uh, from elsewhere uh, was able to uh, advertise a, uh, a different ASN for... ASN stands for... Uh, I, I deal with this acronym every day. It's not, the, it's not <laughs> the uh, AVNs. ASN is something different. Yeah. Uh, um, is it dirty? It, it's um something number. Something number. Yeah. Okay. Ask key S- number. S- some uh, system. access service network? Address space number. That's what it is. There we go. Uh, and, is that, is uh, that so, a memory address? 
No, it's a uh, different kind of address, like an IP address. Ah. And uh, with that, uh, they were able to uh, gain control of Route 53, Amazon's DNS service, to start redirecting traffic away from a particular cryptocurrency wallet and into somebody else's wallet. Was that the same article that said that the whoever was doing that wasn't poor and already had a bunch of money in their wallet? Yep. Cool. Well, in order to be able to be at like that level of doing BGP announcements, you need a considerable amount of money to be able How to do, do that. How do you even get access to something like that? You need a uh, high-end router that can do BGP announcements. You need to basically be at that, like a uh, you need to essentially be a tier 2 or tier 1 internet provider. Interesting. So, so it's not anything that you could really do at home. You how have much to money is, unless you got a really nice router and a tier one ink connection. And how would you get it? How much one money does that cost your... at Best Buy? Depending <laughs> on where you are, you can just do that. Oh, so if you have a house somewhere, you can just go to a. It's like that's a thing. Yeah, if you yeah. spend like five hundred bucks on a super cool router that's like the size of a. I don't think it's five hundred dollars. That's like thousand dollars. Maybe like a thousand times what you said. If you spend five hundred thousand dollars on a super cool router the size of a mini fridge, they they wouldn't be the size of a mini fridge, but more like the size of maybe like a. Uh, guitar amplifier head that makes sense That's, yeah. okay rack mountable yeah. um it's like two toasters for those of you who don't play instruments it's probably wider though two toasters oh next, next to each, each other it, it, for their depth two toasters long ways hot yeah, dog I gotcha. style next I gotcha. to each other i got gotcha. you i know but it's the listeners i don't care if you got me i, th- I thought you were just something else um <laughs> last week we had uh an episode on free speech and it didn't go in the direction that we wanted to and let's uh, embrace it though let's, yes. you know what we tried we, we failed uh, we, we didn't collectively agree on the subject no and i appreciate both of you for having the conversation and we had the free speech to disagree on the subject there oh, wasn't and, and the as free much speech code to not say much at all but the thing is, is I, the direction that I really wanted to point it in is something like local preschools banning kids from using the term best friends out of inclusivity. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Or, I, or I there's, a, with... there's, a, there's a Times article, or sorry, Boston Globe, talking, uh, advocating to reinstitute the fairness doctrine. And like that type oh, of stuff. Oh, the thing that the, the Reagan administration got rid of for the news, art, news stuff? Right. And the then reason it... why we're able to have ludicrous news. Right. Right. Uh, Japan is considering getting rid of theirs, too, which is I, very I mean, scary. The thing is, is deregulation is always a double-edged sword. And that's kind of the problem, is that... And this isn't technical, so let's uh, keep... Oh, yeah, we did get untechnical again, but... Okay. Well... Wait, if you were making a point... It implies... Well, you know, yeah, but, you know, Christian loves to take the wind out of my sails. It implies things far beyond just broadcasting. Broadcasting uses technology, and it inhibits our ways of expressing ourselves online and in social media, and that was the whole point behind the episode. It's not about acronyms. It's not about bits and bobs. It's about your life as, a, as someone who uses the internet, as someone who creates content on these networks, as someone who uses social media in the 21st century, these are the implications that it has, and the things that you have to be, uh, the, the, anyway. It's fine. We can talk more about technology <laughs> stuff. Perhaps in, in the future, more more things that have to do with this will combine with more things that are actually like you know more technical and. Well, uh, the technological ramifications are going to come across after it's too after this debate is over. That's why I want to have the debate now. Something's going to happen. Fair, uh, Facebook just uh, made public their community standards guidelines or something like that. Uh, this stuff will affect people. Sure, we well, we don't need to sideline everything and make and stop everything and make a huge debate about it. We can. You know, we we can talk about it continuously as it develops, uh, as we do with encryption 
end That's the war true. on that. So, well, but we won't turn this into a, a recurring segment. Certainly I'll give you not. That let's sprinkle it in and let's not, you know, sideline everything to make everything not technical. But when it's appropriate and when it's relevant, let's certainly like stay concerned because it is a legitimate concern for a lot of the communication and technology both enables communication to be uh, more collective and bringing together than ever, and it also uh, uh, enables it to be more dividing than ever. So. Yes, I totally Technology agree. Technology is ext- extremely powerful. Next okay, segment. great. Great. Uh, great. All right, well, I, why don't Good we... Yes, recap. Why don't we move on to some Both. local <laughs> news? <laughs> why don't we move on to some local news with our New York Minute? Where we take a look at your five boroughs. This week, a pit bull bit someone on the subway. The owner of that pit bull Isn't was arrested. Isn't he on arrested. tour? Yeah. <laughs> Was the Pitbull's name featuring Ludacris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving today. That'd be such I a good name. Ruben Roncalo of Brooklyn was arrested on charges of assault and reckless endangerment on the, in the April 20th subway scuffle, police sources say. Ahead of his scheduled arrangement, arraignment Thursday night, Roncalo defended himself to reporters saying the pitbull was a service dog and that the woman attacked first, even though there's a video of it. New York, New York. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the prisoner bubble, but I got that from something. It's fine. <laughs> it was great. Moving on, the old Tappan Zee Bridge is actually being used as a coral reef now. What? Yeah. How? Uh, they, is that the one that I, I think up that's last just, year? Yeah, I think that's a, that's just just a way for them to say they're dumping it in the ocean, trying to call environmental. Uh, okay. They say coral, like all the coral that's dying in the world, and now apparently we're gonna grow coral in the. Well, they, that's what they do with ships. They sink the ships a certain way, and it turns it coral grows and stuff. I don't know. I, like I said, I really think this is just them dumping it in the ocean. And not and, and just saying, oh yeah, it's environment's gonna turn into coral reefs. It's fun. Everything gets Megatron death now. This is recycling. Don't, don't. put a bunch of miracle grow and, and flower seeds in the water. It's great. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna work. Have a nice patch of grass growing on the water right under the bridge, <laughs> on top of the bridge. Paint uh, it green, then it's green. We dump like we got like a dozen frogs from PetSmart. It's great. <laughs> yes. Speaking of water, by the Only way, half of them are dead. Speaking speaking of water, to the water. By the way, Sorry. if you've recently set off a metal detector at Newark Airport, it might be because you're drinking too much of their tap water. That's right. Newark water has has uh, <laughs> elevated uh, amounts of lead in it. I mean, that's terrible, but that wouldn't show up in the middle of the Okay. At least 10% of nearly 300 water samples treated last year showed lead contamination in excess of 26.7 parts per billion, above the federal action level of 15 parts per billion, per billion according to uh, state records. New Jersey doesn't have that Erie Canal, which allows us to have nice clean water from upstate. They get the swamp water from northeastern New Jersey. TLDR, New Jersey. We get it from the Erie Canal. We get it from an aquifer upstate that is actually a separate water source. Mostly coming from the Hudson. But it travels down by the Erie Canal. No. TLDR, Newark is the new Flint. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Hide your wife, hide your neighbors, hide your kids. And, uh, He's climbing up your window, kind of snatching people up. And if you're in a metal band, then you should go start a bottled water company in Newark. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, uh, New Jersey also announced Danny DeVito Day. Now that's some news. Finally. That's good. The actor, writer, yeah. and director who says there's a little Jersey in everything he does will now have his own day. Mayor John Moore of Ashbury Park is sent to anou- set to announce on Saturday, which was yesterday. I can Good see why Asbury Park would be giving celebrities days. Good for him. Yeah, here's a picture of him on the boardwalk in 1980. 
Wow, he's looking classy there. Yep. 87. Yeah, okay. Well, great. Uh, something else that might be classy. It's uh, time for our GitHub Issues of the Week. Our first GitHub Issue of the Week doesn't come from New Jersey. It comes to us from Kubernetes. Hidden performance problem inside Volume Manager. What's this? So Volume Manager is a way to uh, mount uh, vo- volumes into the containers. And Kubernetes, just for the audience, is an orchestration framework? Uh, yeah, software suite framework, however you want to call it. Yep. Orchestration. And a volume yeah. specifically being? A volume is a type of storage that can be attached to the container. Whether it's like be- a volume on your computer. Yeah, it's either like a, a physical hard drive, a virtual hard drive. You can have various, so basically a drive. Uh, well, a drive that's or you mountable. Could, you, a could just ma- you could also ISO, just mount it to your disk. host. Well, so, because some, the drive way, isn't a volume until it's mounted. Yeah, or it could just be like uh, you, ah. you, you create a subvolume on the thing. Right. Or if you have like a di- partition and you have multiple, you could have multiple volumes in the same drive. Or you can have just like a directory on the host be mounted into the container as a volume. So for yes. all intents and purposes, mostly some sort of ISO, ISO disk image or an actual mm. hard drive. Something that no, the computer not recognizes as, a, just as, a disc, as, a, as if it a, were a drive. A writable uh, uh, root inode, basically. Where you can just mount that from that inode into like I said, like the like container. I said, the operating system thinks it's a hard drive, but it's not. It's a part of it. it could doesn't be, think, it, could be. it doesn't have to think it's a hard drive though. But that's basically what it does. I feel like we no, no. You can have a volume that functions just as a directory on, in the container as well. No, as but what I'm saying host. is that with the, okay, and in another I feel case, like okay, we, okay, okay, we're getting hey, away from the topic. Wait, let's clarify this on another episode. I feel like yeah, we I can. mean, this is an important distinction here. Okay, yeah, this could be this could what be is, a great. Well, what does Kubernetes volume manager do? Is that like it just mounts the it manages the, the volumes being mounted to certain containers. Like, you can have certain m- volumes that are meant to be, like, this container needs to be scheduled on this host because this volume lives here because it's just a host-mounted volume. So in order to have that same volume there, you need to just keep on scheduling containers that need that volume to that host. Or you could have, like, some various, like, uh, just, like, you have, like, a, um, say, DigitalOcean block store in your own DigitalOcean, and you're running Kubernetes, and it's like, oh... I can use Volume Manager to be like automatically bind that uh, the, that uh, block store into my container. Gotcha. So, what's the problem with Volume Manager? Uh, so right now, it's using the synchronization between each pod periodically inside a loop, and it reprocesses each volume. And if the volume refers to a PVC, it'll fetch the, uh, the latest PV or PVC object. PVC something volume container. Um, blanking on it. Persistent volumes. Ah, okay. Persistent volume chain. Ah, that okay. Or so persistent volume slash persistent volume chain uh, object from the API server, which is a Kubernetes process that just what would runs be a, as an API server. A persistent volume chain. What is that? So that that could just be a, a like a series of volume mounts. Like so, you could have uh, like here or, or just like. Uh, basically, a set of volume mounts where you have like it could be a block store, but that could actually re- correlate to a host and vice versa, or Would it could just be a be set of volumes. Something like a partition map. I know it's not the same, no. but it could be. No. Also, no, you said not... chain and block. Are is it anything no. like a blockchain? No, 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 no. no, no, no just no. making sure because some listeners who aren't sure are going to want that question asked. It's good. Mm. It's good. Good. Mm-hmm. It's so hot right now that like anything that could be that needs to be asked. Is That's that... Hansel. He's so hot right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> could that possibly be a blockchain? Is it similar? <laughs> like, I have to know. You keep you keep getting off mics. Sorry, that's but a, it's fine. I'm very excitable today. So, yeah, it's a, it's great. As it does, that increases load on the API server and its CD. Okay, so what's the what's the problem? Well, 
So uh, I guess if you have a lot of volumes, you can actually uh, uh, produce a lot of load on here, uh, blocking things like being able to create new containers and such. Uh, so uh, a, pr a proposed solution is actually uh, introducing a cache on top of the volume, so it doesn't have to periodically check this as often. It's just when the cache expires that it has to. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so what do we do with this? Like I just said, the the, the cache. Oh, it sounds like cache the whole thing it needs to like chunk the processes a little bit more. Well, the, the, the idea of a cache is there, like, uh, they're, oh, already using the, they're already using this for, like, configuration mapping and uh, secret management, where only when the cache expires does it have to actually uh, uh, hit the API server again for this. Cool. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to our next GitHub issue of the week. Our next GitHub issue of the week comes to us from our favorite JavaScript framework, React. Did I get it right this time? Yep. Great. No, no. We changed yeah. it to Vue. I'm sorry. It's cooler. It's been six weeks. It's really big in China. They can't have React over there. Facebook's down, man. Are you, I mean, that's that's offensive to privacy right now. It's 2018, bro. <laughs> there we go. We should have talked about that Facebook's last week. Facebook's a trigger word. Um, I'm going to be crying <laughs> in the shower tonight. Thanks. No problem. Uh, reconciliation has bug that is that is occurred when client starts hydration. Oh, this is a React server thing. Oh, okay. I'm curious then because I've... I had to uh, just glance at some React server code, and I had no idea what was going on. I don't know what reconciliation is, actually. But oh. I know that hydration is where it, it actually it, it, it sends the DOM out to the client, and then it sends another, in another call, it sends all the stuff for the DOM that hydrates it, so it hmm. turns it into a web page. I see. It's actually interesting, because then you could have an... It it's, it'll, it's allows even a tighter coupling between React Web and React Native. Hmm. But I don't know about um, I don't know about reconciliation. I'll have to look I that think up. that's the official term for confession in Catholicism. Bad. <laughs> when you go tell the import, priest that you're it sorry, is. import <laughs> ten hail marys is, right? from reconciliation. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's the? Uh, I'm sorry. You know what I did on the uh, internet. <laughs> I was hoping you, you you knew more about this. Honestly, I don't, I, I don't uh, know much about it. Um, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Would you like to use one of your lifelines? Yeah, can I uh, <laughs> can I phone a friend? <laughs> hey, Christian, how, what does this mean? <laughs> Wait, I phoned you. You can't phone me back. Oh, no. You want to play Tyler Solves the Problem even though he doesn't know what's going on? <laughs> sure. All right, reconciliation has bug that has occurred when client starts hydration. Uh, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. It's time for Tyler's GitHub issue of the week. All right, reconciliation has bug that is occurred when client starts hydration. Uh, so this guy's like, do you want to request a feature or report a bug? And he's like, bug. And he's like, what's current behavior? And so like, you're getting React and like they're static and he's just making nothing. Just making a random div. It's like, cool. And then he's making a dynamic one inside that. And he's like, cool. And then... Uh, he makes a lot of code, so he's making a really bad example because, like, there's a whole lot of context to digest. And then he's like, uh, something about React app and any asynchronous. He's really hydrating. I think that this guy is thirsty. He's not typing very well. Um, he's trying to change colors on boxes in his HTML. I mean, his CSS is just garbage. Uh, this guy pointed to a similar link. He's Can like, you reply to that? Just say your CSS is garbage, dude. I think so. Hold on. I don't so don't yeah, offer that, any how, advice. Or... That's how you get kicked out of GitHub. <laughs> that's a GitHub issue. <laughs> I'm still standing from GitHub even though I, I got kicked out of GitHub because I said, eh. F you <laughs> to an open source hey, developer. I, I almost essentially did that, and I didn't get kicked off at all, but those guys deserved it. Anyway, uh, that guy's suggestion helps him, and he said, do you want to say the problem is intended, it has to be expected, blah, 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 in my case. Uh, 
It's still open as of a day ago. Uh, there is no solution. This guy has bad CSS. He does not express his problems well because he has like four pages of code just to give an example. So I'd say the problem exists between keyboard and uh, chair. Me- chair. Pepcac. Yeah, it's the Pepcac. Hmm. Interesting. What do you think, Christian? Uh, I lack context to really make a decision on this. That yeah. means I'm right. Okay. Well, by iterative dominance. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> Sorry, we had to bring in the expert. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tyler, oh, for by, handling that for us. Oh, by the way, you're welcome. <laughs> That's Nick Burns, your company's computer guy. <laughs> company's computer guy. Woo. <laughs> Classic. Okay, why don't you move? <laughs> why don't you help us with the next one? It's from E3SM. Oh, no, no, it's not. You skipped one. Damn it! No, it goes from React to E3FS. No, it's Sanic. Oh, it's Christian's turn. I don't want to steal. I don't want to steal. No, why thunder. don't you do this one uh, from uh, instead of chili dogs? He likes them with green relish and onions. Christian uh, likes all types of hot the dogs. The Chicago Sonic. What? Sanic. Oh, I see what you're he saying. He likes deep dish pizza. No, I do neon. not. Deep dish pizza is an abomination. I said Sanic, not you. Okay. Okay, I said the Chicago Sonic you scared likes me there. deep dish pizza and neon green relish on and, his hot dogs and uh, elevated trains. Eric's going to take us on and a road trip. And poppy seed hot dog rolls. And poppy seed hot dog rolls and yeah. being number two to New York. And Eric's going to take us on a road trip. number two work for? With his tax return money and he's going to... My tax return money ran out, sorry. No, we're going <laughs> to go to a Sonic. I spent it on cryptocurrency Damn and it. I don't have any more, I'm sorry. We're supposed to go to a Sonic and then film... But they you... told me that... You're supposed to film you and me and then you and Christian and try us both out making our own Sonic commercials in the car. But they told me <laughs> They told me that, that Apu coin was going to make it really big. No, this it's new episode, Denta new coin. Of the... Denta coin. If it's not the one based on teeth, you better get the one based on porn. Oh no! I've made a double mistake. You have. You've made a double D mistake. <laughs> oh, you laugh at that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that wasn't a a man. Christian gave me the evil eye because I made. Like I said A V N instead of A S N, and you laugh at that joke. That wasn't the D joke. That was a double D joke. A V N. You explicitly said no D jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You got me. What's the deal with Sanic? Well, so in this case, uh, a user is wondering how to add a decorator for a class view single method. Are we talking about your 30th birthday? Yeah, okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay, uh, not clear how to use a decorator in a single class view method. What is Sonic again? Sanic? Sanic is a fast async IO HTTP framework for Python 3. So like Express for Node, but for Python? Sure. You know what Express is. Yeah. So like that for <laughs> Python. Sort of. Then it varies. Okay. In ways. All right. So the problem is what? Uh, so a user isn't... It's not really clear how to uh, apply a decorator to a class view single method. Gotcha. Is that a Python thing or is that a Sanic thing? Uh, a little bit of both. Because decorators, that sounds like a language-level construct. That yeah, decorators like a... are a Python thing. Right. Well, well m- many language things, but in this case... No, Python, in this case, right. Python, right. Yeah. So, what's what do we do? Well, so one particular solution is you have, uh, like, a uh, async uh, inner uh, wrapper, and then you have a uh, synchronous outer wrapper for the decorator. And then that way, you can actually wrap these async functions. Ah. Yeah. So That's actually... Uh, I have to do that in React. 
if you if you hook an async method into a lifecycle hook, huh. you need to have the lifecycle hook should be the, you can use it, but it should be synchronous, and then you ra- that's the wrapper for the asynchronous function call, as long as you don't require it to return stuff. I mean, it's all epoch under the hood. It seems so. to make sense to have an asynchronous inside of a synchronous. Yeah, uh, other way around. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Okay. So yeah. the solution is you take a asynchronous function and then you use uh, the func tool wraps, and then you provide a synchronous wrapper, a synchronous wrapper. Sorry. A. Yeah, that's. And most wrappers are in sync. <laughs> wow. And then you apply that as the decorator to one of these async methods. Ah. Yeah. Gotcha. Look at the look at his final thoughts. Yeah, also, if you're into uh, Sanic and ASCII, if if you're into uh, a math rock and uh, and hip hop rap at the same time, then check out Jay Dilla because that's uh, he's basically driven the progressive music community crazy because he has these wonky hip hop beats that are technically really complex but almost sound like they're four four. It sounds like the beat somebody. Is drunk. Uh, I'll counter that with somebody made an acoustic album where they sing over Mega Man tracks that they play on acoustic guitar. I I would be interested in that. I would also. send the show notes. Yeah, okay, I'll take a look. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll have to tweet it. If we had more time, yeah, we'll have to tweet it. If we had more time, we'd talk about it. But we don't, because it's time for your last GitHub issue of the week. Our last GitHub issue of the week, so you still managed to mess one up. It just wasn't the first one. Uh, is from E3SM. Using Intel MPIs, seeing report of NAN, or not a number, in reprosum, I don't know what that is, from fizz underscore gmean with NE4F case. Wow. Yeah, this sounds like gibberish to all of us here. I think we need to call in the expert. Tyler, <laughs> why don't you give us a hand with this one? All right, let's check this out. I'm going to click on the issue. We're going to go to this <laughs> GitHub page. I did not open it up. All I right. should preface this with it's Fortran, so that might be oh the first. God. Yeah. Using, oh, my God. Yeah. Fortran. I actually took a class in Fortran when I was in high school. So this shouldn't be gibberish to you. Print star. Where's you that? should have spent more time on Fortran. Your political commentary would be better. Uh, <laughs> Using Intel MPI, seen reports. What's MPI, Tyler? Uh, oh, by the way, not saying I support 4chan. It's like spying on the enemy. There's the most dark. Whatever. What, of the what's MPI? <laughs> I have no idea. Is that a Bond movie? You're supposed to be the expert. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the expert, and I don't understand what this code is, but I'm going to solve this problem anyway. That's my. Whole, that's it's my- a library uh, designed for uh, better performing applications within um, uh, low level languages. So the process so like runs Fortran. my application better. Thank for the you. processor. And seeing report of not a number in reproduction sum, repro sum, I guess, of phys G mean. Uh-huh. I don't know what that means. Physics, I want to say gravity, uh, gravity average. Gravity average, okay. Yeah. With NE4F case. So what is, what is he talking What's about? What's NE4? Is that like some sort of Unicode anything? No, uh, this is some Fortran it's stuff. It's a boy band from the early NE, 2000s. is that like a, is that a, a chemical? No, this is all Fortran. Yes, I, 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 I don't think any of us really so know what this neon is. So it's Neon 4F case. Maybe it's, maybe it's chemistry. Why'd you pick this one? Uh, mostly because I was like, oh my god, it's Fortran. Why is this even But exist? this doesn't even look like Fortran. This is just the output. No, that's, that's the output in the issue. But if you look at the actual code of the project, it's Fortran. Fortran, <laughs> you got me doing it now. <laughs> so, energy exascale Earth system model. 
E3SM is a state-of-the-art, fully-coupled model of the Earth's climate, including important biogeochemical and cryospheric processes. This is super cool. It is intended to address the most challenging and demanding climate change research problems and and Department of Energy mission needs while efficiently using DOE leadership computing facilities. So it's a government-funded climate model. So, like, Eric, you could make a graphic representation of the rainforest and, like, Change it, make a change based on how much it's raining and so does City Skyline. Stuff. Oh shit, is that running? <laughs> hey, no. okay. And now you, you gotta censor that out. Oh, you get one S bomb for show. We we should get a beep that we can add in post. We can do that, we, but then I have to find where we are in the. Look at where we are. One thirty three. No, I don't want to beep the show. We already talked that would about it. Make it more entertaining. You could make it funny. You could make it. We like, could do the the Jimmy Kimmel thing. I know. Or you could do the rapper thing, or just a late. Never mind. Anyway, what's the solution? Um, the, the throw guy, out your they computer. Said, well, no, they said avoid using Nans when programming in this. Oh, yep, Nans. Yeah. Why might that be? What's, because Nans are bad in, in general. What's a Nan? Oh, Nan not a equal, number. Oh, it, it wasn't capitalized in the comments. Because Nan doesn't equal Nan. Are they using the? Oh, the they're problem? actually using those as comparators. To say if this equals Nan? No, I don't think that's what uh, it is. They, but uh, I, I don't understand enough Fortran is the problem. I don't understand what the hell they're saying here. All right. Well, why don't we move on? Because after your GitHub issues, Christian, it's always time for Tyler's Plus Ones. Our Pull Request Plus Ones are where we send out well wishes and acknowledgments of awesomeness to people and other organizations. Who's our first Plus One this week, Tyler? The Intercept Magazine and Micah Lee. The Intercept. Or Mika Lee. Uh, Mika Lee has written an article, M-I-C-H-A space L-E-E, about how you cannot prove your computer isn't hacked, and I know I spent two years trying. I put duct tape over the camera, is that enough? No, it does not work. I use a VM when I look at porn, is that enough? Uh, no, it doesn't work. Uh, Christian, help me out here. Um, what else can you do to protect yourself? Use Ubuntu. Don't use the internet. Don't use the internet. You use a virtual machine that you spun up just to watch dirty stuff. I told you. That's that's that's. Yeah, that, that, he said that. And, the, and I already sorry. Duct tape over the lens, the camera. Well, sorry. that that that's to avoid already being hacked and then having it actually. And then you get the sperm guard for like, the keyboard. What else I, do you need? My, my, mine has a hardware kill switch on the uh, on the camera. I love it. Really? Nice. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Anyway, I'm sure. I'm sure the NSA still has a backdoor on your kill switch. All right. No, so it, what it is literally so unplugs like, it when I switch it. Oh, nice. So what's the what's the deal with this article? Um, basically, you can't prove your computer isn't hacked. So uh, honestly, just if, look it up if you want the real nitty gritty details because he goes really hard on it. Um, but that that's where we're getting to the point of where we are. It's hacking's insane right now. <laughs> if you haven't been made, you've probably been made. You don't know you've been made. That's what's scary about it. So keep changing stuff. Keep your security as tight as possible because you you can't even tell at these days when when you've been infiltrated. Got to get that clam AV going. You got to get that clam AV. It's a good virus virus detection. There, but there is a sneaky class of attack called the evil made attack that disencryption alone cannot protect against. What's the evil made? I don't know much about the evil made. Evil made in, attack. from the fact that disencryption can't help it means that it, I bet it doesn't actually have to write to the hard drive to attack. It's an attacker, such as a malicious hotel housekeeper, for example. Uh, that's that's that, what they said that, right here in the article. No, uh, gains temporary that. access to your encrypted laptop. Although they can't decrypt your data, they can spend a few minutes tampering with your laptop and leave it exactly where they found it. Now you come back and type in your credentials. Now, 
Oh, when you come back and type in your credentials, now you've been hacked. So if they install some kind of hardware keylogger, and then you type in your password, then they get your password. Ah. Both Evil Maid and Malicious Hotel Housekeeper are great names for a metal band. There you go. All right, what's your next plus one? Uh, next plus one goes to Ramsey Nasser. Or Nasser. Uh, he gave us a crash course in compilers. We're going to post that online. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to read it. I, I really need that. And Late one night it gets on, an undergrouded, <laughs> on an uncrowded subway car in New York City. I had my laptop open. This guy should listen to our podcast. He's exactly the type of person. We will follow him online. Coming at you, Ramsey. <laughs> live. <laughs> we need you on the show. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 exactly. Consider that an open invitation. The field of programming languages is called Programming Language Theory, or PLT. Duh. All right, oh. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that it? That's the Michael Jackson song, right? PLT, Pretty Young Thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, pure, I know. It's uh, QIT. And your, la- your last plus one goes, goes to, to Mason Simon. Who checked out how much time does Cutting Corners save? Well, they're putting together two buildings around me. Uh, it looks like they've done that in about a year. So how much time would it have taken them to build the buildings properly? Well, usually the argument is six, uh, usually the 60-40 is the, the way to achieve the most uh, efficiency while still achieving your goal. So if you do 60% of the work right and then cut corners 40% of the time. So when you have a new building... That that's really close to his study because it said that it saves 30% of the time. Well, so... Uh, like it's actual like the thing that like uh, particularly in software engineering where it's like uh, you have this idea here and you really only need sixty percent to get the product out there. Your MVP should really be like here's just sixty percent of it, and then the next forty will get later on. That's good cool. inspiration for an MVP. Sorry, Eric. That's fine, and that's been your plus ones. We weren't even done. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to say? Well, I, I wanted to time it with the end of the music. That was fun. I really like the the, the exit guitar chord, so I'll. It's fine. Okay, cool. Just MVPs can be crazy. Uh, MVP implies that there might be a waterfall. If mm, I wouldn't say so, it doesn't imply it, but there's just a great chance they go together hand in hand. Because if you put too much, no, I'd say it also goes re- re- very well. You can do like a very your own thing, which is what like I do. Like my company work, we're like a little agile, a little not agile. But MVP is actually a very agile idea too, where you have this thing and then you just keep on iterating on it. You're right. I've been jaded. MVP was designed to eliminate the the waterfall approach. Yeah, because that's like okay, we have all these things, we have to meet all these. I've had too many MVPs that are actually waterfalls. Watch out! (laughs) Watch out! Okay. Well, developer beware. Developers, developers, developers. Well, what do we do now, guys? Let's take a nice little poop on Apple with a... Apple attack! Where we do the thing I just said. (laughs) This week, Apple stock plummet erases $40 billion in market capitalization. This happened in one day. Wait, what? Following yesterday's, which was Friday's... Earning a uh, disappointing earnings call. By the way, Amazon had a surprisingly good earnings call that made their stock shoot right up. Apple's stock went way down, uh, and uh, yeah, How shares in the company down. fell by more than eight percent in after-hours trading. For those keeping track at home, that means Apple's market value plummeted by the upwards of forty billion dollars, or the equivalent of the entire market cap of Netflix. Fortunately, things are recovering slightly, and its stock is still currently trading down 6.55 points at $97.80. Any speculation to why? Yes, because Steve has died, 
And we know that. We know they suck. And they've, and they've sucked. We and now it's really starting to hurt them. But wait, did they have like a new quarter report? That yes, said I said they, their earnings call. Oh, that was it. Yeah, and they're not doing that. They're not, they're not doing as well as they were doing for the last 15 years. Is earnings call the same thing as saying uh, quarterly report? Yes. The thing is this, is that Apple has the harshest... They have some of the harshest critics in the stock market. So For sure, because they're harsh critics that's themselves. That's true of most tech companies. That I, don't, I mean, traded. Dell doesn't have to put up with the stuff that Apple does. Well, there are so, De- so many aggressive Dell investors that want Apple to change their business strategy De- just so it'll increase wait, their Dell has a lock. Uh, Dell has a lock on the enterprise, but and wait. that's what, probably why that... But the real reason why, and we're, and we're missing the, the point here, is that is that Apple is a company that doesn't get in anything until they let they let the market develop for a year. They test their waters, they test the, they put their foot in the water, and then they they check it out, and then they really go hard. That's true, but their but their new phone isn't selling that well. Oh, their I know that, but but they are well. they are minimalist. They are minimalist with their moves. They when they punch, they punch. You hard. know what? No, no, not that Steve has died. I'm sorry. They've lost. They've lost okay. that je ne sais quoi. They really have. Look at their new laptops. Well, then I, it took I three agree years with you. To but that's, that's, that's they're lacking like creativity. Oh. They're, they're lacking that person who is uh, really high up to be able to say no. F you. Right. You do, you're you, lacking. You're, you're meeting these requirements. You're hey, I wasn't saying of, they were good. I was just saying that's why they're critiqued really hard is because cr- classically that they've been minimalistic in their moves and you know he, they've been the guy who he doesn't speak much but when he does he says volumes like. Well, I think I think Steve spoke a lot. Why isn't this looping? Supposed to I'm be? sure Steve spoke plenty, but he in, did. In the I mean, products, they they didn't release a lot of products. Right. What they released well, was gold, and that's it. Right for a while, but now the gold has run out because Steve is dead. Sure, but they're like Dell that, and everyone else released everything under the sun that they could. They didn't care. It right, just, it's a, and they catered more to enterprise. But yeah. picture a company that had a emotional, childish visionary who created great success and was an innovator. I don't know who that reminds you of. Maybe someone like... Anyway. Are you trying to say Zuckerberg? No. <laughs> Good job. All right. Uh, moving on. Apple officially discontinues airport sure router. A joke. <laughs> it's available while they still have them. Uh, this comes nearly after a year after they said that they would do this. Apple Airport routers have been heralded as the best consumer router on the market, but they haven't up, kept Actually, up with wireless standards, I so they're ju- not anymore. I did just look up uh, several top 10 2018 routers. It's consistently making number 10. It, I mean, and, and back when they... And there's no... <laughs> there's no, no, but there's no We're AC. We're number 10. We're <laughs> they number used to be number 1. Back in 2004, 2006, they were number 1. Um, on, like, Mine is the WRT54G that everybody had. App, the best like, router. Hey, like, on suit. what criteria, though, are we talking... Uh, like are we talking performance? We're talking performance price? We're talking and range. Your buck, yeah, like? all of that. The, the the golden triangle of performance, range, and price. And airport consistently ranked the highest, but they haven't kept up with the times. And Apple yeah. just can the whole division. So I'd say like the last four years, ASUS has really dominated. Well, my router is an ASUS, and I have to restart it every week and a half. That and might be your no one said they're good at routers. They're good at laptops. God. Actually, I've got an ASUS. I, I don't touch that thing aside from uh, looking at the logs every once in a while to make sure I'm safe. You have a router right, and you hey. don't unplug it every once in a while because your internet breaks? No, my internet. Uh, I mean, knock on wood, but my internet doesn't break. I didn't know that was a thing. Wow, and you have cable vision too. Everyone's yeah. internet breaks. I know that's why. That's why I threw my my cable vision modem at them, and I said, "I'm done with your fakak." Oh, I've got my I've own. Got mo- I've got my own modem, and I can SSH into it. That's <laughs> why your internet doesn't break. Yeah, because you've got your own Doxis three. See, I, I am right up until the cable box in my uh, uh, basement. I am uh, got full control. Oh, that's where it is. That makes sense. That's where stuff is. All right. Well, you can make your neighbor's internet slower. I could. 
I'd probably get in trouble. That's all. No. Ca- cable vision would see. No. You said the answer I wanted. <laughs> and that's been our Apple attack, I guess. You could have added a muhaha. Well, if cable vision knows, it's not much of a muhaha. We won't even dive into what what the possibility is of how you could prevent them from possibly No, because knowing. we only support legal activities here on Pull Request. Yeah, we wouldn't do it. We're not saying we and could. And yet we built an IP spoofer. That's legal. Just use it educationally. <laughs> they got nothing on us. It's legal. For educational purposes only. For all we not know th- for corporate use. For all we know, we're the, we're the thing doing the elastic cash attack. For all we know, we're the Russian hackers. The memcash attack, rather. Yeah. Um, we're just Elastic cash is the uh, Amazon version of it. I don't think oh I, I didn't I don't think Miss May has murdered anybody this week. No, and the FCC's quiet too. Well, uh, the FCC they're about to approve hopefully not a merger between T-Mobile and Sprint. Sprints. Uh, that means I'm going to be T-Mobile. And, well, imagine I, I, I having I am imagine Sprint, having who so has like, better better service. It's like a game between the Mets and the uh, in the Pirates. city in the city it's Sprint hands down. Really? The yeah. two B students just turned into one. It's like the two C plus students. Well, yeah, so this is outside of the cell phone area. This is actually a really interesting thing because Sprint bought Nextel a few years ago that was for nothing. They wasted that money. Did anyone buy Metro PCS? Metro PCS is actually one of those companies that's uh, the equivalent of like a tier three internet provider, but for cell phones. I actually used to yeah, work that's what for I one figured. of those. So they hop on someone else's network. They work on yeah. T-Mobile's network. They're an MVNO. They work on T-Mobile's network. T-Mobile works on AT and T's network, don't they? No. They have their but own T-Mobile network? prioritizes their own traffic T-Mobile on their own has network. Their own network? Yeah, yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. They used to buy from someone. I always Probably thought they AT&T. bought from someone. I thought but what's AT&T, odd is, yeah. that, is that, I guess it doesn't matter in the LTE world, but T-Mobile is GSM and Sprint to CDMA. Oh, that'd be great, actually. That means that there'll be a much more wider range of phones that you can use. Those already exist. Wait. We've had dual-band phones. Since oh, no, I'm saying, that, yeah, you have dual-band phones, but every once in a while you don't. Except like, for the fact that we the, talked the last one week about one is The OnePlus One is a very nice phone, and that was one that you couldn't actually run on Sprint. Because I, I know this because I got a OnePlus One hoping I could run it on Sprint. And turned but out remember, we talked about last week how wireless carriers are colluding to prevent you from being able to switch between GSM and CDMA providers really easily with eSIM. I had to hop so the So that's only true when you don't buy a mod. Which I I personally think everyone should buy unlocked. Cause you might it have gives you to more buy unlocked now because I mean, I got, like when I get a new phone, this is the la- my success, which is two years old. Is the last time AT and T is going to let see, me do the subsidized if, price. If you're willing to drop five hundred plus dollars on a phone, just go unlocked. That's well, the fair. new iPhone's like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, or a thousand. Yeah. So I, just uh, just go unlocked. There's no reason to spend that kind of money on a phone and be locked to a carrier. Fair enough. I, I used to have to jump firmwares and all that stuff to unlock. Six, seven years ago. Nothing new. Well, the, I mean, no. Well, you can buy them out of the box, though. Out of the box. Like, uh, oh, oh, like, that's a new Because here's what happened. I, I forgot that was an option. Yeah, Google, here's what Google Pixel 2 unlocked. Uh, you, can, well, you can either go with Verizon or unlocked. I don't know why you, you don't can want buy to. An, you can buy an unlocked iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're just, yeah. The thing is, is that cell phone companies used to subsidize the price of the phone. That's why they locked it to their carrier. So until in, over the course of your two-year contract, you eventually paid them back and then some for the subsidy. Now, all the carriers have this pay every month. You'll always have the latest phone plan where you're essentially leasing a phone from them. Or uh, you buy it outright, full retail. Yeah. And so the, the pricing model that I really enjoyed for the last 10 years where you pay them like 250 bucks and you're paying them 80 bucks a month for the next two years, they don't do that anymore. So I might have to buy an unlocked phone, and my next phone might have to be an iPhone XI because... No. I need a... I'm, if I'm not going to have a headphone port, then I'm sticking with an Apple phone, even though it's garbage. 
That's terrible. You can always, I hate you can always be Android one of the five people interface. in the world with an LG. <laughs> so it's a guy who loves to design his own stuff and could design his own interface for the or first time. Or I yeah. don't have totally to do that. Totally customize it. Who's a brilliant CSS designer. Or I don't have to do that and just use an iPhone anything. that already has an interface that, that is usable. looks so average. It looks exactly I think it's that you're used to the iPhone one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Why don't we move on? Because we're getting a little. Wait, late. wait. I we needed. We didn't talk about the real important thing in cell phone coverage. What's that? What is Metro PCS running on? T-Mobile's network. They're an MVNO. Yeah, that sounds better. Right. T-Mobile is one of the oh, biggest. Oh I'm sorry. And, then, and Boost. That's... Also T-Mobile. May yeah, Boost might be Sprint. I think they are Sprint. But that's the, that's the only difference. Is uh, that... Virgin Mobile, oddly enough. Uh, I think also that's Sprint. Sprint. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Okay, I'm glad we covered the, that. I used to work I for an MVNO, sure and they were on T-Mobile, and I know a lot of things. Like, there is a website that you can go to that you can type in a phone number and see everybody's everything. Text yeah. messages, emails, everything, all their That's traffic on the true. phone. That's true. And if you're in all, Canada, all you'll get carriers. put in jail for that. No, no it's being legal the phone through carrier. the company. Oh. Yeah. Oh, whoa, that's creepy. But any employee, they didn't give you products. I thought you were talking like a back door that was open. That's no, why everyone just, should just use Telegram. It was basically, yeah, unless you're in Russia, Russia blocked how many billion IP addresses trying to get rid of Telegram? They accidentally and it's blocked a Russian Amazon. Company. And they accidentally blocked Amazon? Yep. That's fun. Nobody was Maybe able to get we- their toilet paper on Prime Now, Russia. <laughs> Maybe they're Western Orthodox Christian. But at least their vodka supply was uninterrupted, and that's the most important thing. So, yeah. Uh, okay, why don't, has to work. why don't we move on and talk about cryptocurrency? We're here at the bottom of New York State, the greatest state in the country. And at the very tippy, tippy, tippy top of New York State is a little town called Plattsburgh, where if you want to go to Montreal, you can fly to Plattsburgh and take a bus from Plattsburgh to Montreal. I've got, I a, did. I got a second cousin in Plattsburgh. Okay. Uh, they say words like pomegranate instead of pomegranate. But you can breathe really? the sweet air of yeah. If you can breathe the sweet air of freedom, by the way, check out the Plattsburgh Mall. That's the only thing to do in town before nine o'clock. And all the stores. I, I actually was considering Plattsburgh for college. Uh, I for, heard uh, there's music. a SUNY campus up there. Yeah, yeah for music. Uh, but there is nothing to do. I, remember I one day I had to spend a whole day in Plattsburgh, coming back from Montreal, and I just sat in the mall and like went to every restaurant and food court. Coming from a guy who used to live in New Haven. <laughs> New Haven is New York compared to Plattsburgh. New Haven is number one in broken. Not the side of town you lived on. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I lived in the cone of crime anyway. You did not live in the interesting part of town. You did not live by Yale. <laughs> I was like a mile away from Yale. Yeah, you're right, though. Uh, anyway. It looked like a depressing Atlanta slump. <laughs> Atlanta? That's very specific. Well, Plattsburgh has voted to place an 18-month moratorium on new commercial cryptocurrency mines in the city. And that's because Plattsburgh has the cheapest power in the country, or in the world, they even say, because of a massive hydroelectric dam built on the St. Lawrence River in the 1950s. Each month, the city is guaranteed an allotment of power produced by the dam. If it goes over the allotment, the city has to buy electricity from other power plants at a premium. And because everyone has noticed this, they've started using Plattsburgh for for-profit cryptocurrency mining. And now they're saying, no, you cannot do anything productive in Plattsburgh. You will not have anything that contributes to our economy. Yeah, yeah we New York State be innovative? We just made that commercial about innovating in upstate New York. Come here? You got to be one of Cuomo's cronies for that. Is that a? Do you get a? Is that a? Do you get a badge, like a pin? No, they've got is a, that yeah. a ring. They, they, they've the got like a, they got a Letterman jacket. Oh, the Letterman jacket! You got the double C's like that. Yeah. 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 You want to come in here and dump money into our economy and make our place a better spot to live? 
How dare you? I know, because Plattsburgh definitely has a, This is upstate New York. We expect worse. It's beyond upstate New York. It's like what people in upstate this New York is call the, upstate This New York. is Canada of New York. This is Canada. It really is. It really is. Um, well, they talk like this, eh? No, no, they don't talk like that, but they do say grinder instead of picture sandwich. Like a, oh. picture, picture like New York crossed with Minnesota crossed with uh, uh, Quebec. It, it just all the, all the all the cities that it's like very hard, border hard French people it's, with giant. Uh, it's very hard vowel sounds. They're not French. They're mostly like and it, uh, fake French, like of British descent. Anyway, um, I feel like they all combine and just hang out over uh, bratwurst. There you go. That's here's German. I know, but they all. I feel like that's just you're thinking of big... Pennsylvania. Anyway, here's another. Here's, here's another one. Crypto coin company disappears with millions, leaving one word message on their website: penis. <laughs> are we in Clearly a bubble? Tyler ran this company. Hats are off we, to them. Are we in a bubble or what? For hours, the site for Prodium, that's what it says, uh, that's the name, uh, it said penis. To make this joke even better, Prodium is a medication designed to reduce infections of the urinary tract. The site had masqueraded as a blockchain startup, which would use cryptocurrency to ensure fresh vegetable delivery with its, with its own coin offering. What? It what? Had, this sounds like it's just doing a bunch of stuff. They're just writing and filling out paperwork to get money, and it's working because it had reportedly raised millions in VC, uh, and although others were more conservative about the sums involved, suggesting that few had responded to the site's amateurish press release and initial coin offering. Here's so a screenshot of their website. It and they still got money. Didn't even use CSS. I just typed in penis. Wow. Its declared goal before vanishing was to, quote, revolutionize the fruit and vegetable industry, mostly eggplants. <laughs> yeah. I okay. get it. Good. <laughs> uh, we've got a cool exploit of the week. <clears throat> you can, uh, in one minute, with Wait, a sp- wait. What? We need music. What music? You're the DJ? Oh. You just like using this one. You try to get it in every week. Well, his birthday is coming up. No! Oh, it's, <laughs> oh no! It's under he's a month sending away. us hints. You're right. For those of us wondering about his birthday, uh, we took him to a strip club. Totally against adult his will. steakhouse. I wouldn't say we it was really it. against his will. He did not want to go. He We've told this story I, 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 before. I don't know. No. He seemed to be enjoying himself We've there. We've told this story before. Well, I know, but we have new listeners. Anyway, he didn't want to go, and we didn't stay very long. But it was funny. We bought him a dance that he wasn't very interested in. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was, don't know how to get the best bang for my buck at a strip club. You you got the best bang that, because that was a terrible pun. Was... You should hang your, <laughs> <laughs> hang your hang your head in shame. <laughs> the, the the bang for the buck was uh, me and Christian just having one of the best moments of our life. Watching, I'm glad you didn't dance. video that. Really so we, we legally could not. You're not allowed to video a script, uh, one of those establishments. Thank God. Especially now that, like, in the day of smartphones, when the whole video shows up on the screen that you're holding, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, with the, with the $300 uh, RFID reader and writer and an expired key card pulled out of the trash from a Target hotel, you can actually crack the master key. Wait, did you say these... Target Hotel? Yeah, like if you want to attack, not oh, Target tar- Company. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, yeah. do they own hotels? Discount-priced hotels. Are they all made out of plastic? Plastic, mm. but it's colored nicely. Ah, I see. And it looks nicer than it is. Yeah. Elegant plastic. Plastique yeah. at Target. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes. So you can go to a hotel that uses a specific type of key card, pull out a key card from the trash, and use this RFID read writer, and you'll be able 
Sorry, it's an ad for uh, on the article. There's an ad for the conference I'm speaking at. You know that that's targeted based on your uh, web history. Sure. What website are you on? Uh, this is the one for the article that you're reading right now. See, I get, um, I get an ad for Wired. Okay. That's yeah. kind of within the same category. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they can use the handheld Proxmark device to cycle through all the remaining possible codes at any lock in the hotel and identify the correct one in about 20 tries. Ma- then write the master code to a card that gives the hacker free reign to any room in the building. The whole process takes about a minute. Wow. Sorry, I forgot music. You can exploit most hotel key cards with a simple trick. So that's dangerous. Yeah, it's only ones that use the specific type of uh, lock, which actually the newer version of this lock doesn't have this exploit. But there was a way to seriously reduce the possibility, the number of possibilities for master keys. So what you're saying is invest in hotel door handle companies. Uh, yeah, because it sounds like wouldn't you want to short them? So- no, no. It sounds like they're, they're, they, they. You need to buy these now. Sounds like they have oh. planned uh, planned obsolescence, and the hotels are going to keep buying new. I would call it planned obsolescence, well, you, but it's actually hard to track where these hotels are. But um, how about this? There's a there's an unknown hacker who managed to seal a database of rich gamblers via an internet enabled thermometer in an aquarium in a casino. One more time, a hacker. A hacker managed to steal a database of rich gamblers' information via an internet-enabled thermometer placed in an aquarium in a casino's lobby. Wow. The attackers used that to get a foothold in the network. Nicole Egan, the CEO of Dark Trace, told the audience at the, at the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Conference in London. They then found the high-roller database and pulled that back across the network, out the thermostat, and up to the cloud. At the same conference, former GCHQ head Robert Hannigan claimed to have seen a blank, or have claimed to have seen a bank quote that had hacked its hacked through its CCTV cameras because these these devices are bought purely on cost. Yeah, let's get a smart everything. Everything will be well, safe. I've said this before, and I'll say it again: the end of humanity won't be Terminator. It'll be somebody's insecure IoT device being hacked and vaporizing all humanity. That's good. <laughs> That's good to know. My um, smart band-aid. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about AI. <laughs> it's definitely going to be IoT that kills us. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk. We talked about Apple losing a bunch of money. And Apple's not the only company, uh, the only tech company that's in dire straits right now. Uh, that's had to. I don't think Apple has had to lay off people, but I know a lot of other tech companies and media companies recently, Univision recently, laid off a bunch of people. And uh, Christian, come on. And, Sorry, it happened again. It's fine. Yeah, okay. You get it. You're at the conference. It's a banner ad. It's because they know... I'm not at you... the conference. I'm being advertised okay, you're at being, the... You're not, does, is your name on the ad? Yes, this one. Really? Yeah, they, they cycled through the speakers. Oh, it, it, the animation finished, but it was going like, here's the speakers. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. By the way, anyway. Dire Straits, Privateering by Mark Knopfler. Dire Straits. Incredible album. Incredible. Also a band with two songs. Anyway, um, one of them is a ripoff of Shine on Ukraine. It's Crazy Diamond. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know what's happening. Maybe the economy might be going down into the depths of depression, but... Uh, I didn't say the economy, but maybe the tech market. The tech market, but that's what's driving a lot of the economy. So, uh, and a lot of this, unfortunately, is, uh, is, is attributed to... Uh, what do we call him? Lord Damp Nut Cheeto Jesus number 45, Donald J. Trump! We need an air horn. 
No, we don't. Actually, that would be great. I can just mix you down and That'd mix up the air horn. Anyway. Terrible. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, no. You're right, we don't. Um, there you go. Yeah, let's hear it from our news department. Pneumonium presents News to You. Washington, D.C. A dark cloud has appeared over the technology industry in the last couple months. An unfortunate change of pace from the many years of positivity, profitability, and growth from this sector. Many technology and media companies alike have recently seen slumping profits and massive loss in stock, leaving many people fearing for jobs they no longer have. The focus of these strokes of misfortune has been another technology stack, a stack of stocks called FANG. Stands for Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google, all of which have been in a bad way lately. Given Facebook's recent congressional cavalcade, Google's gender-based gaps, Apple's arrogance, and Netflix's nothing, FANG stocks lost a reported $86.6 billion last Tuesday alone sending signals to investors that there is much trouble afoot for the remainder of the decade. So what does this mean for computer security going forward? Only time will tell. And so many Americans are afraid of what happens next. We at least know the world still times and the truth marches on. And that's why this has been News to You. Brought to you by the morning. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, it's, uh... It's, uh, I don't know what to say because I really think it's, there's definitely a black cloud looming over technology. Yeah. It's not just, it's, it's not just, it's not just Apple. It's not just these fang stocks. You like that? A stack of stocks? Fang. It's another four letter stack. Facebook, Apple, Google, Netflix. Actually, it's Fana because Google is, Google is now alphabet. Oh, I know a four letter stack. Oh, I muted you guys. Sorry. I said I know a four-letter stack, but I shouldn't continue with that statement. F U nope. Nope. I said Does no. It start Please with move a C? on. <laughs> <laughs> Does it start oh. with an S? Uh, L A M P. Duh. Oh. oh, oh, that's the dirtiest word of all. Bam. <laughs> the hilarious thing is, I really saved myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, I used I used to say that in interviews, much like. Steve Carell and Anchorman, I love Lamp. <laughs> and that's about as much Rick, of a laugh as I got from it. Do you really love Lamp? Or are you just saying things in the room? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, uh, these FANG stocks lost $86.6 billion. It's more, more money than we'll ever see. In stock value on Tuesday alone. That's what you think. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, I don't have I'm a hustler. money like you. Um, you want trying to make a media company? What kind of media company are you trying to make? I don't know one that isn't losing money like Netflix. If you're if you're going after less than what Netflix bills. do though? I don't know. Netflix should be on the up, but they're not. Huh. They're only doing good things, releasing a bunch of great content. Maybe they overspent. Adam Sandler. That could be quarterly earnings. Report. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tyler just pointed out the evil of their ways. But those that was that was just last stop quarter. greenlighting Adam Sandler. He's got Please. a new one with Chris Rock. Please, I'm, he's got a he's got a new one with Adam watch. Sandler. You're you're clipping, man. Had your, there's a new one with Chris Rock. Yeah. Can I can I watch Most just the Chris scenes Rock with stuff Chris isn't Rock? Terrible. So can I'll, I just watch the scenes with Chris Rock? I feel like he's in a lot uh, of movies. I'll, I'll, I'll pair Chris Rock with Adam Sandler. They both it. just should not do. I things. love Chris Rock. What well, are you talking he's about? Just as bad. Well, no. He see he was another hilarious in the '90s guys. Didn't you remember that movie he Head had, of State? What? Yeah, I Head lo- of State. 
It's a great movie. He never made incredible movies, but he made he never made terrible movies. He never made terrible movies. Can we and just he's accept a great stand up comic? Well, can we just accept that Kevin Hart replaced Chris Rock? Yes, he even made a joke about that. I know. It's true. Yeah. But it's not true because it's not true at all because Kevin Hart is... I, I think if Chris, if Chris is, Rock said that he's been replaced, he's got to stop losing gigs but, to Kevin Hart. But that's Hart, the wrong joke because Kevin Hart is a family comedian. Kevin Hart doesn't swear. Chris Rock was dirty. But that doesn't... Oh, it matters a lot. Kevin Hart's stand-up is nowhere near as funny as Chris Rock's because of the way that Kevin Hart panders to... Okay. To all ages. But Kevin Hart's like stuff on, on TV and movies... Is hilarious. I think that's where he really shines. Well, to get back to technology, sorry, um, Kevin Hart. We were talking about the, we were talking about technology media. companies losing money, media companies losing money. Here's a car and technology company that's losing money, and Ford say that they are not going to create any more sedans anymore. They're, that, no, they that makes sense. Most, they won't transition. Most of their market is in trucks. Right. They'll transition to two vehicles, the Mustang and an unannounced vehicle, the Ford Focus Active. being the a sedan. Only tradition. Probably a, probably a, a hatchback. hatchback. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like their Aero. That was a nice sedan. The what? The Aero is their electric sedan. I just remember their Ford but Taurus they can station show, wagons. They can sell Suburban. I, I drove an F-150 when I was going to the beaches all the time. That was great. The F-150, I mean, more, no, somebody oh, in a, so somebody sure. buys a Ford F-150 every 25 seconds, I think. Really? It's like that popular. Around the world. It's not just in America. No, it, it's, it's a great truck. If you need a truck. It's that the is, truck to it, get. Yeah. The bog standard. And the 250s and yeah. 350s and 450s, even 5s. Get, Super diesel. Yeah, they get converted into commercial things. And well, th- these days too, you can get the uh, you can get the biodiesel for the diesels, and you can get the hybrids that get uh, awesome mileage. And right, but the, the thing is, is that Ford had been typically a one of those Detroit car companies that sell, sells reasonably priced, horrible, horribly built American cars to American people. Yeah, well, the Model T should have stuck with it, kept making the pickup. Yeah. Anyway, something else, by the way, that's dropping off the map: the ISS. Uh, there's a new budget proposal that came out from uh, Cheeto's offices, and it calls for the U.S. to sell its share of the ISS by 2025. What boat is that? I'm kidding. Bad joke. Yeah. The International Space Station. <laughs> um, treating the orbiting lab like some distressed piece of real estate in Boca Raton. Wow. Okay. Probably you ever had anything to say about that? That's terrible. No, He's, I agree. It's terrible. That's why I don't have anything to say about it. It's could, terrible. <laughs> why don't you express your rage like you do at me so often? Because I have no other input than it's terrible. This will probably end up the same way that a lot of the stuff has happened. Just nothing happens. They said that, oh. That's true. Oh, we're we can cut do- the funding or double it tomorrow. You just don't know. Or maybe we'll do nothing. That could also happen. Like That's the three-card Monty that Trump yeah, plays. For two mm-hmm. or three weeks, we thought NASA was going to be dead. And then NASA got the biggest budget it's ever gotten. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we're going to say, Even you know Congress- what? We're going to make an ASS, <laughs> an American space station, and it'll be bigger than the ISS, and it'll wow. be fly right next to it, Trump clad Lord. in completely American flags and Donald Trump logos. It's going to look just like my face. It's going to be that color. So It's actually be- going to be in the letters. The, the, no. the lab is going to be in the form of the... No, you Trump. know what it's going to be? It's going to be a big boy. Like uh, Awesome Powers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break? Oh, <coughs> when no. we say we, I mean, I mean me. As I always forget the music to play. I always forget, I don't know why. Why is do this we... one of those things from the sponsors that don't pay us? Yes. Even though 
Well, it's not that they don't pay us. It's that they pay. We're, they're producing the show. The show has expenses. They pay the expenses. No. Yes, it costs money to do a podcast. Is my roof leaking? Where? Oh, that's not new. No. Okay. Anyway, uh, why don't we take a quick break and make sure that my roof isn't, isn't caving in. Say, friends, do you live in New York City? Well, if you do, Pneumonium has a beautiful new product for you. Wait. That's not the right one to use. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. I've done this 55, 56 times. I didn't get it right the first time. The first time I didn't do it right. Wow. Because I called you out on it. Say, friends, do you live in New York City? Well, if you do, Pneumonium has a beautiful new product for you. It's called Where Am I? Your five-borough compass navigator to help you get anywhere from Staten Island to the Bronx. Simply go to www.whereami.nyc and enable location services on your mobile device to find your closest neighborhood, borough, and three subway stops to you, wherever you are. No ads, no tracking, just geospatial brilliance. That's Where Am I? Brought to you by Pneumonium. Pneumonium, reinventing media daily. So if you do that every time live and never really mess it up. Sorry, and I also muted your mics because the th- there might be a lot of room noise. That's why I do that to the thing. And you don't need the room noise and me yelling into the microphone. So why don't you praise me again, Tyler, just please? <laughs> I want to I gotta admit it's pretty impressive that you do that every week and you never mess it up and you read it live every time. Thanks, and I'm not even looking at anything either. It's impressive. Thank you. Except that I messed up the theme music. It's why not don't- a song because, I mean, you can go off pitch and there's no actual pitch to match, but... It is, but... Your but timing it is-, is really... Solid, yeah. Thank you. And the pitch is the relative pitch is important, but the absolute pitch is yeah. It doesn't matter. Great. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna turn down the air conditioning (laughs) because it's a little hot in here. I'll be right back. Why don't Why don't you two not take off your shirts? Why don't you two just a little late for that? Come on. No, I know. Hands on the bottom of the shirt, bellies out. Oh, I know. What the hell? That was the audience and the music. <laughs> Try that again. <clears throat> I said, I don't want you guys to take off your shirt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so why don't you why don't you talk for like a minute? I'll be right back. All right. Um, do you want to talk about how Eric is? Uh, I'm still right here. What about Eric? Um, let's see. I, I am super curious about the main content because one, it's super late and super toasty in here. And two, it is an interesting topic, though, but uh, knowing Eric, I wonder how much this is geared towards web development. Mm, so it's a mostly Eric-driven main content. Well, actually, if I recall, th- did you do this outline? I did none of it. Okay, so this is an Eric one. So it is going to be rather web development-related uh, if I know Eric. It's all right with me. Well, it's just not representative in the entire tech industry. It's true. We'll make sure that we try to cover as many grants as possible. All right. Hopefully it's not front-end based and all that nonsense. I yeah. mean, not not entirely front-end based. Hopefully it, it caters to everything. Mm-hmm. I guess another news that, like, uh, that Amazon thing, whoever, whoever's wallet got all that, look, that, that guy's lucky. How much did they get? Uh, it wasn't, like, a huge amount, but I think it was, like, a solid, like, m- multiple actual Bitcoins. Like, I think he got, like, a thousand Bitcoins. Oh. That's a lot of money. Yep. It's like a million dollars. Yeah. Well, if you understand BGP that well, I, I say you deserve it. <laughs> what happened? Oh, we're talking about the uh, Amazon hijack. Oh. Million dollar heist. Was yep. it actually a million dollars? Uh, he got a bunch of Bitcoin. Wow. Yep. That he still... How did that have... What does that have to do with Amazon? Uh, because it was through the BGP hijack. 
that they were able to redirect these DNS requests. So it had the side effect of messing up Amazon. So it was a it was like a a very actually uh, uh, detailed way of being able to uh, spoof DNS is the way it ended up being, which wow. was able to spoof the website. So it was by doing the BGP hijack, uh, they were able to hijack all the Route 53 traffic, giving false DNS records. That might be that a... then pointed to a different wallet. So it's like two layers of indirection there. I that's like a life goal of mine. I think to be able to have. I mean, I want a nice house well, upstate and a tier one internet access, and just be able to mess with stuff. Well, like I said, if you understand BGP that well, I think you deserve well, in that money. Thirty years, hopefully, I will. I'm sure it's, it's got a nice API, and I could read well, about it on GitHub. Actually, from this, there's been a lot of talk about uh, like uh, various ways of uh, providing identities through BGP, which is kind of lacking. But like, there's RPKAI, which is like another one of these signing algorithms that uh, will. Uh, but it, I mean, so what? So even if you had some kind of identity thing through BGP, it would then tell you who did it. Identity thing over BGP, I think, is the more over BGP. Way to but then, it. but the thing is, is that that could probably be fudged. Well. And someone like no, this it's, 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 it's a signing thing. So if that was true, you could also fudge like TLS or DNSSEC. Which okay, yeah, I mean that that's nothing. If you had DNSSEC, this uh, a DNSSEC with online signing, then you'd be uh, prote- uh, protected against this a lot better. If that for that particular uh, wallet service. Gotcha. Well, look what I've got here. Since it's getting late, I've got a little bit of liquor. Since you guys, right. you guys have been drinking for the last ninety minutes, so why don't I have a, have a swig? Allegedly. You can't show carbonated beverages. It's like you can. It's like an eight ounce glass of water with like a sprinkle of vodka. I will say though, that is the second largest amount of drinking I've seen Eric do on the show. The the largest was during an after dark episode. The first time I did an after dark, actually, I didn't drink on the sh- on the first. The first one was yeah, a live did. show. Oh, there's oh there was that one. No, first time here doing one. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Well, <clears throat> all right. Let's uh, what are we talking about? Let's talk about jobs. Not Jerbs. Not Steve. But wow, you guys finished the whiskey. Oh, oh my well, God! I've yeah. got a, I got a sip left. Looks like Tyler's got about just as much as I do. Maybe sure, a little you more. Have more vodka. Wow, you guys are alcoholics. It a lot of whiskey. Allegedly, I want to know why you say vodka doesn't count. Because it doesn't count. It's still it's still high proof liquor. It might as well be water. It's cleaner well, and it goes down easier. Look, we'll drink it. But if we're going to try to enjoy a drink on the show, then we're going to drink whiskey. I went to yeah. there's a liquor store around the corner from my apartment. I went to I went there to buy some of this vodka, and someone was offering a tasting of Jack Daniels. And but I said, it was just they plain, do that though. They, plain they, Jack they, Daniels. They do like a. Uh, I've been to and, places and, mostly on Long Island where I'm like, ah, hey, it's Long Island. Well, but. here's the thing. So I said, I said, uh, I don't like. I don't like whiskey. And she's like, oh, well, do you really want a sample? I was like, well, sure I mean, I haven't had said. Jack Daniels in a long time. Let's see if there's anything different. Have they changed in the last 15 years? And she said no. And I was like, okay. And it was still terrible. I don't know how you oh, guys drink this stuff. Actually, the tasting I had on Long Island was actually Jameson, which they had their uh, Jameson um, uh, Legacy Edition, which was really, really good, actually. Uh, it's aged, I think, an additional five years. Gotcha. Okay. Personally, well, I think that a whiskey needs a two or three uh, taste sips to uh, to really get the flavor going. Yeah, I would say so. Interesting. Yeah. It just it burns. It, I can feel it burn all well, the way yeah, down my throat. And that's why problems. vodka doesn't count. You have acidic problems on your throat lining. Right. From a doctor. So, of course, it's going to burn. Whiskey is full of acid. 
Right. That's why I can't have it. Okay. I mean, so I can't. Don't complain I mean, about just, the flavor because it burns. It burns. I'm not going to drink alcohol that burns. Why don't I drink alcohol that doesn't burn and gets me the same amount of drunk? That's like someone complaining about Nikes because the they have way. no because they're in a wheelchair. Like, these things don't make you run faster. No, because. <laughs> well, anyway, let's. Uh, anyway, uh, get so we want to talk about track. we want to talk about jobs and. There's why don't I put on some music? Uh, Let's not do that one. That's wildly inappropriate for this. That's a job. Uh, Okay. Oh no, I forgot what we always do. We always do this one. All right. So jobs. So we're all developers. Developers, developers, developers. Allegedly. But what well, defines a software... Engineer, I think, is the more modern What defines title. a software developer, and when does a developer become an engineer? Are they interchangeable? Wait, yeah, wait, great, wait, wait, let me finish. Let me, finish. let me finish. Sorry. And, and... Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Okay. Okay, okay I finish. <laughs> no, the thing is, is that... Does is are they have they become interchangeable terms A and B? Does that dilute the definition of what an engineer actually is? B. I don't want to call myself an engineer. I would like to call well, myself a designer, but and an artist. Well, but I wouldn't call so myself are, an engineer out of respect for the art and science of engineering. Well, so I think you're you're uh, saying that there's a few things. Like I do think developer and engineer are interchangeable. Uh, if you look at any job, so do you think someone days, that copy and paste stuff from Stack Overflow and paste it into a React app is an engineer? Well. Fewer and fewer places. Is that what engineering is these days? Well, fewer and fewer places are hiring somebody who just does that. They want somebody who can Especially in America. come up with solutions. Yes. They want somebody who can uh, look at a problem and come up with a solution. That's true, but the problem sometimes, is sometimes no. the person who comes up with the solutions might butt heads with the person who's running the team, and that creates an issue. Well, that's something to. Let's uh, leave that to the side for now. Okay. Let's focus Wait, on the, also, on the let's, let's recognize the fact that this is a brand new thing where even even copy and pasting an, an answer in Stack Overflow in a React app, the React app might be really complicated. There might be a lot of functional programming and a lot of deep stuff. Well, yeah, that's where you you can't, you can't just use Stack Overflow. So I was like, talking about script kitty. Any, anyway, but you know like, what I mean. in that in that okay. situation, you may have been a script kitty ten years ago, but like you're in the middle of a React app. These I don't days, copy like, and paste anymore. It's all yarn install, man. But, but ten years ago, like that, you know, that is like a, well, the hard stuff was the equivalent so of maybe what a deep React app might say, be these days. One thing I'll say is functional. JavaScript kind of has to be this whole other animal because of its ecosystem. While you have other languages too, where it's much more geared towards the more traditional ideology of an engineer. Can you call well there are different types of there are different types of stacks when it comes to calling yourself so, a developer. So no let's it, all right let's well, go back no, to the original problem because you're diverging a lot. No no no, no. Well, no, 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 no. let's adjust, let's just address de- uh, developer let's just address developer versus engineer first and then okay. let's work our way because this is complicated so let's get uh, go there. So I think from a title standpoint this has been uh, being used interchangeably now. There is a, a personal belief uh, that uh, uh, multiple people have. It's not just you guys. I've heard other people say it too. Where it is like, okay, a developer is uh, a bit more of just uh, putting together a website, while an engineer is building a service or a tool or some kind of more uh, like. Generally speaking, yeah, it's looked at as the engineer is the more technical one. Script kitty versus mathematician who writes code. Not necessarily a mathematician, but somebody who is uh, generally like more comfortable just uh, approaching the problem. Like, I actually uh, I have a, th- a script that counts how many times I go to Stack Overflow. I average only uh, once every three months right now. Why don't so you just look at your history? Well, that's what this thing does. It Congrats. just uh, Every time I open the browser, it'll scan my, uh, my latest history. The smartest person on the show only has to look on Stack Overflow once every three months. It's not bad, I guess. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's beyond impressive. It's, that is. I go three times a day. 
<laughs> like on, once in the morning, I, once in the evening, or once after lunch, and you know maybe three times I an say, hour on average. I will say the frequency of using Stack Overflow, I think, is more so because it com- becomes a crutch, not so much as it, you actually. Well, and that's exactly not why. Like, the question: Does I, somebody who copies and pays from Stack Overflow all day, all all day, can they call themselves an engineer? I think fewer and fewer people of that nature are going to be getting hired. Yeah, uh, just the way the market is going. I think okay. you need, I think you need these people who. Uh, if they don't know the answer, if they don't know the, the answer, they know how to get the answer through a more viable means, such as looking at documentation, looking at the existing code, and being able to come up with the answer themselves through that. And and not to not to add too many extra dimensions to the problem, and to or to the answer more specifically, but uh, at your the the kind of stuff you do when you're more low level, you know, you're more with actual languages itself. I'm working with Python. I'm working with C. I'm working with this. It's it's more of you're more able to go and argue. TFM, read the manual. That's one and, and figure it out. Versus front end, you are bound to have to go to Stack Overflow because you're working with other people's code and you're working with a random bug that you have to see other people explain to like some weird solution. So I actually, I, I I've think been that's driven true. To, in, I've been driven you. to ask things on Stack Overflow oh, because yeah. of the NPM modules. So. Uh, actually, there was something. There, I was, actually, there was an uh, app that I was less stable. You know. Well, yeah. Well, there, when here's, you work here's lower something. level, you work with more. There's an app that I was working on LTS that stuff. required a package called FS Events, which just it's a it's a plat mm. it's a it's a module I've, that I've gets that. file system events from your operating system. Yeah, sure, sure. Now the thing is, is that it was declared in the package that JSON file, which for those of you listening, is the file that all of these node modules use also, if as you're a using Bible, the gem file for r- Ruby right, or Rails. As a list, as a manifest yeah, package, of the package manager manifest. Yeah, it's a package manager manifest. Manifest. And you can and yeah, and you can declare semantic versioning semver to to say okay, major versions have breaking changes, minor versions are guaranteed to not have breaking most changes. Most package and then managers have, and then you have any patch versions. Yeah, now, most match, here's package the managers thing. also let you use like commit hash or specific right. branch. And then you could yeah, and you could also do pre-releases and stuff. But the point is that npm was con- was uh, continuously installing an outdated version of this package that was required by another module and it would keep installing an older version of this package even though in the, in that uh, module's package the json had a newer version declared and that version that it kept installing was incompatible with my operating system so it would break the build every time now i know what you could say well you might say well why don't you use a virtualized environment to do this uh well that's i didn't think of that actually that that's a good idea i was actually going to say like I think the, the the way to find the solution would be looking at, at npm docs, like how npm works. But, but the thing is, is it doesn't then, it doesn't matter because you can tell it to use you can manually uninstall the package and install the bed, the the right version, and then when you have to re- redo npm install, it still uses the old version. It's so, so baked well, that inside. part of that sounds like that's actually an issue with the way npm is structured. Where it's, possibly yeah, where it's actually like that recursive node modules thing of per each uh, re- uh, requirement that it ends up. It's out. possibly, but the, the the other irritating thing is that it kept installing like an alpha, like an early alpha version of this module, it's like oh yeah, two point one. That, that sounds like rather than one point something. That sounds like the FS event in the, its package.json is just uh, pointing to either no version or a bad version. Okay. Anyway, we're detracting from what are the types of positions? Uh, what are the types of developers? We talked about developers versus engineers. Well, what are the types? Of I, developers? I think if we're gonna roll back, let's roll back to, to back to the Stack Overflow thing. Where I I can justify using Stack Overflow. I used to use Stack Overflow pretty heavily, particularly when I was doing pre 1.0 Kubernetes, because Google happened to use that as their FAQ. And ah, so, why don't they use Google Groups? 
Uh, have you tried doing that? <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't say the you can't say the phrase Google Group without smiling. Yeah, no. Say it. Uh, go, go used to say do it. it. Google Group. See? Yeah. So Tyler, but, Tyler, you try Google Group. See? <laughs> There's something funny about Google yeah. Groups. Well, so a, earlier Go development that was what you used was like Go uh, Google Groups. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then it, it moved to GitHub issues recently, and that's much easier to be like, hey, here's how, here, I want to make this change to the language itself. As opposed to anytime you look at something like the older stuff, it's like get to go through this. It's like going through the Linux kernel mailing list, but on Google. Gotcha. Okay, so why don't we talk about the types of developers that there are? There's you know front end, back end, full stack. What is what are we? Are there more than just those three? Well, so can and because JavaScript. But, so let, well, hold on. Let me finish. I think, if you don't the, mind. I think these days you should be using the word engineer, just because if you look at any job posting page now, they all use engineer. Yeah. Okay. Full stack wow. engineer, front end, back end. The thing is. If, because JavaScript has become server-side, because you have things like server-side rendering on React, you're, you're, even if you use something where you basically draw boxes on a screen, like a JavaScript framework, you are actually getting into more involved, lower-level so, programming. So if you only, the question is this, if you only program in JavaScript, can you call yourself a full-stack developer? So I, I think it depends, one, from the company standpoint, one, from the individual standpoint. I'm talking about a web development ecosystem, our yeah. industry, socially, no, can you call I'm, yourself... I'm saying... Full stack if you work on one like, node and front-end one titles. CSS and HTML T- applied. One, titles titles vary company to company. Two, uh, it also depends on the individual. And it's kind of the combination of the two that actually really defines this, where you can have... A, uh, it's really like you gotta look at like the title and like the posting of like the company to be like, oh, does this actually fit you? Because you can be like... Uh, you can, uh, like There are co- companies that are like, oh, we're looking for a full stack engineer, that means we're looking for node and then also React, but then they can be like, we're looking for a full-stack engineer, and that means they need to know C... Like, they just need to be walking on water, and they know everything. Right, which is impossible. There are no unicorns. Uh, Other than you. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to think of me, but th- there's people who can... Like, they can code well in the browser, which is where I'm, I've grown to be weak. Uh, and uh, they, they're, are, and then they're more comfortable where just they can work all the way down to the uh, BIOS. I would say that the real strength of an engineer is being able to get into any sort of ecosystem and manage to make something work. Yes. Manage to find your own bearings and I, say, this I, is what's here, this is what I need to do, here's what I have to do to I get done. I think the best engineers are also agnostic of the uh, of technology. Uh, yeah. 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 Where yeah. You, you actually understand the fundamentals and the because ideas the thing is, is and that the math behind it as opposed to just being like, oh, I know this framework, I know this tool. Right. I, Implementation, took, a two, I took a two-week boot camp. I'm ready to be a senior Ruby engineer. Right. Implementation is a process. The real art is problem solving, and that's agnostic to any sort of language or framework or platform. Mm. If you're good at problem solving, you could really make, you could really do pretty well in most places where you can understand what things are, go- what's going on. I mean, you know, you could. I. I anyway. Um, the other Not thing that is that when you come without work, though. I'm sorry? Not that it doesn't come out, come without lots of work, though. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that in order to become a good engineer, it takes a very long time and, and experiencing a lot of crap but it's, it's and a lot of things to... going wrong and getting yourself out of out of heavy, hot messes that either oh. you've created or someone else so has created. That, that little bit there does remind me of the thing I sent you guys last night that just happened to come across on Steam. Somebody made a video game of debugging a process that keeps on failing through Bash. Oh, man. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway, Through I, Bash? Is that like a mud? Well, no, it's not like you're actually using Bash, actually. It's like you, they, they created in a video game. It's like full screen. And like one, you have to do, uh, like they, they have one that's like Windows Command Prompt. And I'm like, oh, God, I really don't want to be doing that. That's and, funny. And it's like some levels are in Bash, though. And it's like, oh, I can totally do this. And those ones I breezed through even like the hardest levels I tried so far. I'm like, oh, I'm done with those in Bash. And then the Windows Command Prompt's one. I'm still on level one. Gotcha. 
But no, it, it just reminded me like somebody made a video game out of being able to problem solve, basically. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's right up there with uh, CSS Froggy. Froggy. Yeah. Flexbox Froggy. There we go. I'm a I'm a big fan of metaphors, and and I wanted to make one saying that uh, you know the 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 advanced incredible programmer, you know the the one in a million that can uh, that is just better at just understands everything fundamentally and is kind of language ag- agnostic is reminds me of, of the composer, and it's not it's not without incredible amounts of work that they're able to do that but once you understand certain things so well and you understand a handful of them you know of so many of the tools so well then the other ones you're able to pick up really really quickly and you're just able to really consume the entire the entire genre or the entire study and that's an interesting point because it also reminds me of the saying it's like uh, master of uh, none or master of none. jack of, of all one. trades master of none yeah well, master of yeah, but you have to be master of something. Or, or at some point. Ma- master of one, uh, is the, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> and like that used to be the argument, but I've seen that go away uh, further and further because code is look, a rare one. Yeah, you can if, kind if of be you a look jack at like if you look at like any, uh, I think part of it is like this whole idea of microservices. All of a sudden, it's like oh, our back like any company that does like the real microservice thing, where it's like we basically managed to make a service out of a function. <laughs> then it's like oh, we run every language because we can. But then there's some companies that are a little more homogeneous. Like they're like uh, they're companies like the one I work for that strive to be like, here's our stack. We we created the stack, and we want to set and we want to stay in these few languages for the ability to just have a simple process and not now, push everyone to like a limit of having to know everything. Let's talk about stacks. Every company has their own technology stack. Mm-hmm. There are stacks. There are standardized stacks that you are asked about if you know or that you have to learn know, like Lamp or like Mean or Mern or Elk. Mm-hmm. Elk. Or burger. No, Elk is a system. What was uh, that, that other, the one of those? Elk is Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kibana. Right. No, that's, but that, that, that's, a, that's like a tool. That's not like you program with and it. And it's really not a great burger. It, it is an Elk stack, though. But then there, there, there is burger. Which, which burger? Uh, that is Volt, React, Go... What, bowl? Burger. Bolt. Bolt. What's Bolt? Uh, it's a key value store for Go. Based on LMDB. So many key value stores. Um, I was talking just about, use an array. There's actual elk burgers, Kidding. and they're really kind of disappointing. <laughs> but uh, I, I forget. One. You know what? There was a place let me, let me, in, in Pittsburgh called the Pittsburgh Burger Company where you could go there and you could pick the animal that you they made the burger from. They had like ostrich and ox and anyway. How do you eat ostrich? Elk. Yeah, I think I had an ostrich burger. But there are no ostriches in uh, western Pennsylvania, so imagine how they got that over there. Anyway, <laughs> um, just like seafood, by the way. I never went to a seafood restaurant in Pittsburgh either for the same reason. Where's Ooh, the, where's I the ocean? avoid that. Yeah. Well, it gets here on trucks. Oh, does it? Nah, that's okay. I grew up in a place where restaurants have docks. Like, that's I'm not going to inland seafood restaurants. Anyway. Um, oh, it's just B- BGR, sorry. So it's Bolt, Go, React. Gotcha. Oh, burger. Burger. Anyway, all right. So these are all acronyms, and you can't know all of the stacks. But the problem is this: it's not trying to learn everything. It's convincing people when you're looking for a job that you know something, especially when the people that you have to convince don't know the thing that they're asking you that you know. I mean, I think it, that also you, do you know to the, the, uh, what what company are you interviewing for? No, 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 because it has to do with recruiters. When you talk oh. and the, when you talk to a all recruiter, right. I've talked to recruiters that don't know the difference between Java and JavaScript. So, and I have to explain this to them on the phone. That sounds like when a third party recruiter. When they're well, a lot of them are third party. Yeah, when you when uh, you do technology 
When you're recruiting for a tech job and you don't know the difference between Java and JavaScript, you should be fired as a so, recruiter. Yeah, I would agree. I'm not that. asking you that you should be able to code an app. I'm just no. saying that you need to be need to somewhat these, versed in yeah. the things that you're selling because you're selling people. Absolutely. What I will say was, uh, so in my last job search about a year and a half ago, I really strove to not strive. Uh, to really strove to not strive to... <laughs> To, to not use third-party recruiters. That said, I found my job through a third-party recruiter. But Did one, you use a third... What, what? One that spe- specialized in Python, which at the time, my company uh, that, that I now work for was entirely Python, and then it was only with the hiring of me that they introduced Go, and they had a project that uh, they uh, introduced C++ with. But at the time of interviewing, it was all Python, so the uh, Python specializing recruiter was actually a huge help for both the company and me finding the And company. did the recruiter actually know stuff about Python? Uh, enough to know if somebody doesn't know. Like, he was asking, like... That's questions. a good recruiter. That's fine. Like, like, he was asking enough questions to be like, okay, you're looking... Like, he's clearly looking for somebody who's like, hey, I've written Python. Right. Again, they don't have to know the language. They just have to know enough to know if you do. Yeah. And not knowing the difference between Java and JavaScript well, is something... That's something that we so spent 20 minutes to this day, on this show. The most impressive recruiter interaction I've had is with the Google recruiter, though, where uh, I, apparently it is a script that's like everybody asks the same questions, uh, but it, it, it was just like... Well, that's for lawsuits. Well, yeah, that could be. Uh, but a, a lot of it was just like the exact same technical questions for this uh, the first round of Google interviewing. Why don't and we talk about that? Because I, I, I that does j- jump ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? That does jump ahead. I want to talk about those types of interview questions because it's not just... Because it's not just... Uh, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but... The thing is that there's there's Google and there's companies that want to be Google, so they ask the Google interview questions, and they think that your job making eighty thousand dollars a year as a developer at their that also ran company low salary. it does. <laughs> but I'm saying like that's what I'm saying. Like these companies think that they want they want to be Google. Oh, let's interview this person like they're going to Google, that but sounds, only pay them a third of the money. The company that that would still do that and not even figure out and realize that that Google like stupid kind of test is outdated is uh, exactly the type of company that would try to pay a developer 60 to 80k. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Like, oh, you've had three years development experience professionally? Yeah. If right. there were... How's 65k if, sound? You might well, have to work 10 hour days. How's so, 65k if you can answer this question? How many different ways can you go up 11 sets of stairs? Oh... <laughs> Well, That's a Google interview yeah, question. Um, not the Screw Google interview that. I had, but uh, the, the, the and, stairs. And wait, you didn't have the and stairs? wait, no, I, 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 I didn't have a lot of those. I even had that I question have a lot in a non Google interview. Oh, I can imagine. So, I like, I will say that the the hardest interview I had uh, my last uh, round of job searching was actually at an AI company. That makes sense. Okay, but we're getting off track. Wait, do we get to clarify the part about the the how to? Are you smart sure. enough to work at Google Book? Which was a, a big popular book in like 2008 or 2009, supposedly outlining uh, and you know uh, showing off some of the. Um, I'm sorry, the interview questions that Google had, the really complicated brain twisters uh, and kind of puzzles. Do you things. remember any of them? Um, no, I don't. But now the book has like a half star review on Amazon because <laughs> a lot of that got totally debunked, and they said no. Google asked those questions for a little bit, but then they realized that they were really stupid and they were just brain teasers that were kind of irrelevant to the job. Yeah, actually, uh, my Google interview experience was actually very like real world applicable to what I was would have been doing. Like there was a lot of like uh, low level systems questions 
and so what is uh, this a, stuff? a lot of distributed yeah. system questions. So and then just a tiny bit of math. So for let me the ask most you this: part, I what think it, Google is is done with that kind of Google problem solving, like stupid puzzle questions? But a lot of people have been influenced. Like, like Eric's well, Facebook, actually, well, where it was like a little bit. It was like a little bit of math and a whole lot of systems. Eric's Eric's example is very real. <laughs> yeah, because that's happened to me. Where there's com- there's there's these I've, also I've companies who so, think that they're Google and they'll Google they'll look up Google interview questions. I, and use I will them. say yeah, across the board, for their crappy job. Front end programmers get asked a lot more brain teasers than back end programmers. I think because you have a lot more material on the back end that you can ask code. From. Well, the thing is, is that you also have to memorize a lot more stuff for the back end. You have to know your file. You have to know your seek times. It's not I don't know. Seek times. It's just part uh, of the stuff so you don't usually have to know the actual numbers. You have to know the order usually of of uh, things like so going from like an L2 cache, L3 cache to memory to uh, uh, to uh, disk and uh, to the internet. Well, to the network. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I made... That was the wrong binder. I have a binder. And I ordered them in order. I have a binder that I made to study for interview questions. Huh. Or a notebook, rather. I guess this isn't a binder. And, like... Because I've been asked... These are things that I've been asked. Like, they, they ask you about that. They ask me what the uh, the node life cycle is. Uh, okay. they ask that's, me about, that's a good question. That's a valid question. They, they, they ask me about a React Redux life cycle. And for that one, I actually drew a picture on the whiteboard. Because I just basically memorized the graphic that I saw online, and I was like, "Let me just paint this for my memory." Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, so uh, re- related to the node thing, actually, uh, a common one that I, I've been asked is like, uh, just like talk about different concurrency models, whether it be async I/O or in a single thread, um, multi-threaded actor model, uh, like or more of the like actor a, model, yeah, or just more of a CSP like Golang style thing. What is that? See, I don't know any of these things. So actor model is you have a bunch of these concurrent contexts that have these formal messages between each other where it's kind of like using a me- like a message queue without the queue part and it's where it's actually like these like green uh, in most cases green threads but can also be actual threads that just pass these messages back and forth and, and then so go functions in a similar way but in different in the, the fact that you're not really uh, sending formal messages and your concurrent contexts aren't these like addressable things so much as just like these concurrent contexts Gotcha. And these are all things that you basically have to... Uh, the other... The, the problem... There's another... Sorry. I keep saying the problem is, the thing is, but... One problem that people have is when you get comfy at a job, you lose this kind of formal knowledge that you need to secure the interview. I wouldn't say so. No? No, I, I use most things I need in an interview what every day. What is... Uh, <laughs> let me take a look at my binder. What's currying? I can to that. Currying is... Uh, well, I forgot. I'm asking that. the child prodigy of it. You know everything. <laughs> Tyler, what's currying? No, no, no. I want to hear Christian's explanation of currying. So, versus a partial app. I mean, one thing is this is a much more JavaScript-centric thing than what I would Something be asking. Currying is a function returning a function. I know. Currying is the second thing I don't partial know. Partial applications are related. What's currying? So currying is uh, uh, an ability with uh, uh, functional languages uh, to actually have a function that hoists uh, the variables uh, within uh, to a different function scope, if I recall. Check my notes. By yeah, but having a function that returns a function and then hoisting things. But it's a, but it, it returns a function that has fewer that has one variable. I think with the other it t- a function that okay. takes multiple variables and it returns a function that takes one variable. Oh, okay. I think that's what currying is. It's very similar to a partial app, where it's a whole application is applying I, a function to all of its arguments. A partial app. Uh, oh, a partial app applies a function to some of its arguments, and the function gets returned for later use. A current currying is a function that takes a function, 
with multiple args and transform it to a series of fun- series of functions. That's what I left out. Ah, there it is. See, but the thing, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. You're, you get asked questions like this in a job interview, but you don't have to actually know this stuff when well, you do it. No, so you just do this stuff. So great on the point, Eric, is, is make a spreadsheet for yourself, make a cheat sheet, and then have that open when you're on the interview. If you're doing an info interview, no, well, no, 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 Not in person. By the way, let me tell you, uh, let me tell you a secret. <clears throat> Podcasting. Podcasting has helped out so much on phone interviews because it allows me... I mean, podcasting in the last year and a half that we've done this show, it allows me to really organize my thoughts, but also it allows me to surreptitiously look up stuff while talking. And you can use I, that to such I an advantage on the phone. No, ethically, it's wrong. No, but well, like beyond that, too, I so I don't even study for interviews because you I'll, don't have to. Study. I want I want a job that I get based on my own. But Christian, as opposed I to, can work it. I can. I I'm a senior developer, but I don't know what currying is. I know what it, I know how to so do it, but is, I don't know that it's called currying. But, but Christian, Christian, we can too, all agree that the I only hear that when you're is never is is very rarely fair. Oh yes, I will definitely say and that so they weed out false positives. So say there so, was a job that was beneath you that you really wanted because you really liked the company you were passionate about and they were going to weed you out in a false positive based on that and say you had a cheat sheet open or something like that or you looked it up online well, in, the, so, in the heat of the moment and it was worth it. Like You know what? I, the things that you would use a cheat sheet for, I'd say you should know in an interview otherwise that job is not for you. Most of, but but the stuff that isn't answer. fair... The stuff that isn't fair is these uh, these very algorithm-heavy things that you, your job doesn't even really need. Like, that's what I've encountered before. Where it's like, these things where it's like, implement regex is only using recursion. Maybe that's a problem that the company has that they want to see if oh, they're man, selected interview. Good. There's some of, there's some of those. Because interviews are great ways, so there's, there's great ways those. to use free labor. There's those. But then there's also ones where it's like, implement regex using well, only recursion. I'll tell you yeah, what. The homework that, that you get... First, you do get... I would oh, the say homework. the homework that you get as a front-end developer is worse than the homework that you get as a back-end so, developer. But, and every, but, one, I mean, of these, so every have, one of these companies wants you to make an app for them. So I've had... Uh, yes and no. I've had some of these... Some homework where it's like, oh, this is super easy. Like the, the company I work yeah, for Yeah, how long does that take you? Hours? Uh, like... The one, the, com- the, the project I had to do for uh, the company I work for now uh, took me like thirty minutes. It was just like uh, uh, write a script that'll uh, create a few records from a CSV. Right. See, I had to make a whole React app. Okay, that yeah. was brand. But then, so there was another company I interviewed for where I had to one write C plus plus. So there was a bit more of just C plus plus takes longer than most languages I write. Right. Uh, most other languages I write, I should say. By and the then, way, this is, a, this is a quick tangent. By the way, on quicktangent.com, that if you have to do a React app for a job interview. Create React app, the Facebook uh, thing, is really useful. It is so useful because it's the prime tech stack. It's React, ES6, Webpack, the latest Webpack. You can, uh, they have, if you, the documentation shows you how to loop in SAS, uh, you can use it with Yarn out of the box, you can use it with Native. It's a really great way, because remember how I told you about where am I and why that's a PHP, the LAMP stack site? Create React app, and I'll eventually use this for the, our pull request website, uh, is a great way to bootstrap React applications because it just it uses the latest stuff, and most of the most of what you'll use out of it is already configured when you just clone the Git repo. Anyway, cool. Well, I had to do that like five times in my last round well, of interviews. That wasn't a quick tangent, but 
<coughs> okay. Yeah, but, well, uh, our show is not an hour not long so either. But, that, so. yeah, but um, so what I was saying though is I, I did have a company that asked me to do two things that were a little bit more uh, difficult. Where I had to do a message bus in C plus plus as well as a supervisor. Two things where it's like clearly the company's not going to be using this stuff as like their software, but uh, it's just like the fact that part of it was the fact that I was writing C plus plus was probably the thing that took the most time. But right. that, those weren't small projects. I've also had things where I'm like, well, this you have is to build ridiculous. a lot of stuff. You have to build a lot of stuff in C plus plus because you just get the ba- you just get the foundation. You have to build the whole thing. I I'll be honest. I just dropped down to C from most. <laughs> Why? How do you? What do you mean? You just drop down the C? Isn't that harder? N- no, it's just like I. I'm what much... can you do in C plus plus that you can't, or C that you can't do easily in C plus uh, plus? Honestly, the, just the uh, API for do you forking like processes. S? Is that it? Well, no. That you don't do, like CF? I, I do like that more, yes. But I, I also uh, like just the uh, it, being able to just directly call syscalls is so much nicer. You can't do that in C++? Well, you, you can. You can drop down to assembler yeah. in C++. No, like, I'm why? saying like, it is C++, but I was writing C code. So that's what I was doing, where I'm like, I was just using the syscalls instead of, for, like, there's, like, some, like, standard colon colon blah 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 out there that I could also use. But oh, I, I see what you're yeah. saying. We just made the syscall. Yeah. That the standard library basically wraps. Not even. But is your syscall yeah. platform dependent? Uh, it, everything was designed to just run on Linux anyway. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. Mo- n- almost every company I interviewed for my last round of uh, job hunting was, like, this is a company that's building Linux tools or a Linux service, so... Gotcha. Um, have you ever experienced ageism in technology? Because I know that's yes. a big problem. Yes, I definitely have. Okay. And and how? what was that experience like? Uh, particularly in the earlier years when I was... Uh, I started... My- so you, they thought you were too young for the job? Yeah. I've had the problem, too. Yeah. What happens when you have a nice face? <laughs> Thank you. No problem. You know, just people think you're much younger than you are, and that can hurt when you're trying to negotiate a contract like me, or you're trying to get a, a hefty job uh, like you, and um, it, it, it works against you. But... Now that we're both old men, <laughs> and uh, there's the other I, side of we're, we're still all collectively, uh, I shouldn't say collectively, not Tyler. Tyler and I are over. Well, we're course. still all, all under the age where it is traditional that you receive uh, ages, which is uh, forty. Yes, and the thing is, is that uh, that by forty you mean thirty? No, 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 no. That we're under forty because no, when you're that, over forty uh, in technology, th- you're old. Twenty-eight to thirty-five is the average range uh, for tech. Uh, Make it count. And then move yeah. into management. Most and the, I, well, the, here's you know the what, thing. I can oh, say wait, 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 you either make it to management, wait, 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 or you created something that is now widely dependent upon. Is the two ways to do it? Yeah. So I was just going to mention, as, as a senior developer, you usually get two paths after you've done a, a lot of uh, done your time in the industry. You either move into management, or you stop making things. And then the thing that made you marginally uh, valuable in the marketplace is actually removed because you're doing a higher level administrative task where you're not actually supposed to be. You're supposed to be, but you're not always keeping up with the latest because we're not, you're not using it. I mean, the one thing and I'll managers say, don't cope. The one thing I'll say to, uh, to argue against, like the as you get older, you're just not keeping up with it. Is no, no, no. I said managers. Okay, not age. Okay, developers who stay developers do keep up, but managers because they're not developing don't. And, and it's not necessarily their fault. It's just that their their job is becoming more administrative. Oh, for sure. And you leave the development sphere knowing what you did. So, like, like if I became a manager, I would have my legacy PHP knowledge, and I'd have my current ES6 JavaScript React stuff. And then when ES set when the when it pivots yet again, well, ES7 it, is a thing now, right? No, I know. But I'm sorry. It was a bad. It was a mistake. <laughs> but when it, when JavaScript pivots heavily again, and when the ecosystem pivots heavily again, and I'm not involved in it. 
then it's going to be much harder to pivot with the industry. I was luckily able to survive a major pivot in the industry, mostly because of you, but also, no, I'm serious, but also because I was, I, I, you dragged me kicking and screaming into the modern world of React and in modern JavaScript and the way that that stuff works, and I was a person that used to say that I hated JavaScript frameworks. I wrote my own jQuery in 2010. Like, I really hated frameworks, even though I wrote my own, which is cursing me still. <laughs> point is... What's the point that I'm making? Oh, yeah. Managers, <laughs> when they leave development, usually... Not gonna overgeneralize, but usually leave their relevance culturally and techno technologically behind. And so, if you become a manager, does that mean that you're only valid as a manager for a few years until the industry pivots away from the things that you're managing? Sure. Or do you become one of those those out of touch? I almost use a word that I can't say. Out of touch managers that everybody hates because they don't know what's actually going on. Well, I'd say like uh, so. My company has a few interesting uh, examples here. Uh, we have how many, how many people are in your company? Uh, the company has a total over somewhere in the hundred, right, low hundred right now. Okay, how many developers are on your team? Uh, so I think we just dropped under thirty. On your team? Oh, on my team? Yeah. Uh, project team or team team? Uh, uh, who's on your team that you don't work on projects with? Uh, so as a team, you mean like uh, product manager. So there's like the back, there's the back end team, which makes up like I think like twenty people or more. And then there's uh, the then there's the project team, where it's just like six of us. Not okay. Kind of, not counting the product manager. What are the other back end developers doing? Uh, they're on other projects. So oh, okay. like I've got so the project uh, shift uh, around. So your project team yeah. is going to change based on the project. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay, but, so you have about so, twenty back end developers. What, what you have like is, one front end developer. Uh, three. Well, two, two and a half. One of the junior developers. That one. No, no uh, more so. He hops around from release engineer. One of them that kid. He hops. Two and a half men. No, he hops between a release engineer and front end developer. Release engineer. Yes. I can write. I can type Docker push. That's not what we uh, release. I can write does. Docker run. It, it, it's it, it is essentially AWS space. I can do that. Creating whole pipelines to deliver the. Uh, he, what he does is specifically like pipelines for. Uh, I can install Circle CI. I mean, come on. What are we uh, talking here? Jenkins, but uh, Jenkins. Yeah. Into Circle CI. Uh, the thing. Or is, other way around. Sorry. The thing is, you do have. Uh, there is a lot of work that does go into it, and then. No, the, I, I. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is is DevOps. We talked about front end well, so developers. Well, that's separate from DevOps. We also have a DevOps team. Okay, so we have you have front end developers, back end developers, full stack developers, DevOps people. We don't have full stack. But I'm just when I say yeah. we, I mean the industry. Okay. Uh, but you're taking away from DevOps the example people. I wanted to use, which oh, was sorry. for the uh, the more senior guys like the managers. So. Uh, like uh, our our well now VP of architecture is his title. Uh, he uh, was like engineer number one, and uh, now he's in management. He still codes, but it's like while he's on his two-hour train ride back upstate, he'll, right? He'll be working on like the R and D projects. Well, that's the fun stuff. Yeah, and his thing's really cool, but I can't talk about it. That's fun. Uh, but it is R and D. It makes yeah. sense. But um, and then and then you have like the team leads who are really struggling because they're still on projects, still coding, but they also have all this management demand that uh, we're actually looking to hire like somebody who just deals with like the people management side and then take that that responsibility away from the team leads. Gotcha. Well, back to ageism. Remember IBM, that company that basically created uh, the personal yeah. computer. I mean, yeah. they didn't because Apple did. Well, Apple stole it from Xerox, and Xerox stole it from someone else. But at, uh, IBM, I almost said Apple again. IBM, mm -hmm. in the past five years alone, has eliminated more than twenty thousand American employees aged forty and above. About sixty percent of its estimated total U.S. job cuts during those years. Excuse me. Is a carbonated beverage. This is why. That's why Billy Joel doesn't eat before a show. It all comes back up 
You could drink the alcohol. No, he just straight. feasts afterwards. Oh yeah, he just <laughs> it's like a snake eating an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Unhinged straw. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. so ProPublica, which is a company that surveys people, surveyed uh, more than a thousand former IBM employees, and they found out that IBM allegedly, allegedly, don't sue me. They found out that IBM allegedly denied older workers information the law says they need in order to decide whether they've been victim of age bias and required them to sign away the right to go to a court or join with others to seek redress, which I believe is an arbitration clause. Targeted people for layoffs and firings with techniques that that tilted against older workers, even when the company rated them high performers. So I think this isn't just local to IBM. No, uh, it's a technology thing. I don't even think it's technology. I, I uh, Coming from uh, people I know uh, in the finance world, they've said the same thing. Wow. So what do we do in 10 years, like when we're going to be 40? Well, what is what do we do? <laughs> so either you create you create something that's depended upon widely, like a media company. I was thinking more like with so- some kind so- of childish, childlike visionary CEO. I, I think so. You can do your. your I mean, own. I don't have black hair, and I'm not six feet tall like Steve. You, you can cre- like you can something. create your own company. That's one option. But I was thinking more so in in the other direction, where it's like you create software that all this like. You're Linus Torvald type guy. <laughs> ah, there's only one of him every 30 years, so... Well, you got the System D guy who, if you've ever met him, you're like, this, this is late 20s, early 30s, Linus Torvald. Okay. But, um, in fact, he's uh, speaking in New York this next month. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, so, you know, you got those guys who, like, they create these uh, things of software that are just really widely dependent upon. You can also go just extremely technical where very few people know this stuff. And, like, when you get in that niche thing... Well... One of my one of my friends, uh, he's actually coming up here next week. You guys have met him. Uh, he got a gig working. I mean, he's making Boku bucks more than any, any of us. Uh, working for VMware, a hundred percent remote. And yeah. and the thing is, is that he's but he's doing legacy Angular. Well, that's the other way to do it is just work on legacy because does legacy actually pay, will my PHP knowledge actually become more valuable? Uh, not PHP because that one's easy to eradicate. If you, uh, look, you look at like the co- mainframe Col- mainframe COBOL guys who get paid a COBOL's been around for fifty years, insane it's amount of money. Fortran. You got you got a bunch of ba- you got a bunch of banks though that are just like we we need to maintain this thing because we got other dependencies here and like or like also SOC two is the the what? demon SOC two. It's What's a, SOC two? It, it's like PCI but for uh, to, uh, specifically two technology. It, it is just the demon to innovation. It's like hey, if you want to stop being innovative, implement SOC two. Oh, bureaucracy deters innovation. Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, we forgot about what else IBM did or allegedly did. They converted job cuts in uh, into recruitment in took steps to boost recognition, resignations and firings. The moves reduced the number of employees counted as layoffs where high numbers can trigger public disclosure requirements. Encouraged employees targeted for layoff and other IBM... Uh, uh, to, uh, sorry. Encouraged employees targeted for layoff to apply for other IBM positions while quietly advising managers not to hire them and recruiting many of the workers to, who train their applicants or their replacements. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. So the one drink messed me up. This is why I can't drink during the show. Encouraged hmm. employees targeted for layoff to apply for other IBM positions while quietly advising managers not to hire them and requiring many of the workers to train their replacements. How horrible is that? No told, told some older employees being laid off that their skills were out of date, but then brought them back as contract workers, often for the same work at lower pay and fewer benefits. IBM, of course, requests or denied the request for comment. Yeah. Wow, they're the new Microsoft from the nineties. Well, Apple is the new Microsoft. No, sorry, who did I say? Google's the new Microsoft. 
Yeah. Facebook is the new Google. Google is the new Microsoft. Microsoft is the new IBM, and Apple is still Apple. Anyway. In a different way. <laughs> different way. The apple is rotting. Um, What's left? Yeah. Speaking of apples, I might have a new friend in here next week, but that's another story. Uh, so how do you like a, them apples? Friend is in computer. Uh, but, As an only friend. Well, actually, I got the monitor oh. for that computer. What? You're not my friend? No, I'm joking. Aww. I, I love you, just not in that way. Good. Why don't you take off your shirt? <laughs> anyway. Um, even if you have a job, even if you ha- your job has a pension, even if you work for one of the pillars of American industry that will never go away, you may still be screwed by the company 40 years later. Imagine having the same job for 40 years b- pretending or convincing yourself or being told even that this is the way to success. Just stay here, kiddo, and work with us and you'll get a nice retirement at the end and we'll give you a pension. That was General Electric. But, guess what happened? GE can't pay their pensions anymore. And it's becoming quite a problem for the company. Wow. So, you have to show you that any company can screw you at any time. Any company can screw you, and would you like being screwed when you're 70 years old and you thought you'd have a retirement package, but you don't? You could be 70 and have worked for one of the great American companies and get screwed by your pension. Yeah, you know who started General Electric? Or you can be at a startup and then out of the blue they just fire you. Right. You know who started General Electric? Uh, T. Eddie. T. Eddie? Thomas Edison. Oh. Yeah. That's his company. He's meanie. He created electricity after stealing it from Nikola Tesla. He's meanie head. They were the light bulb company, and then they transitioned into making other things. And He's the worst. He, there's a guy, this is a Wall Street Journal article, this guy left GE with an annual pension of 85 grand. That's nice. That you just you just retire and they pay you eighty five grand a I year mean, to live. That's sweet. Get I I'd get a nice house upstate anyway. Uh, and he had company somewhere cheap. You could like Plattsburgh. Just don't Bitcoin mine. Uh, but uh, he left GE with an annual pension of eighty five k and company stock valued at more than two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Retirement looked pretty great until GE shares collapsed. His shares are now worth about one hundred and ten grand, down from two eighty. Prompting a late-life job hunt. Quote, I never planned on retiring and having to go back to work uh, is kind of scary. This guy, Mr. Zabrowski, also Polish last name, uh, uh, has monthly mortgage payments and supports a partially disabled wife. The rapid unraveling of GE has wiped out nearly $140 billion of stock market wealth in just the past year. Not just as big not just at big Wall Street firms, but among smaller investors as well. The industrial giant is one of the most widely held U.S. stocks. By comparison, the stock value lost by GE in the past 12 months is twice the amount that vanished when Enron collapsed in 2001. Wow. Yeah. Watch out, guys. GE is a sinking ship, but there's generations, whole generations. You know how they used to say you never got fired for buying IBM? It's like a GE thing. So, anyway, the point is, is that even if you give your life and your whole career to a company, they might still screw you in the end. So you really can't take... Well, I mean, I think we're past the point where you can be at a company your whole life. Yeah, that's over. So you just have to have a perpetual anxiety attack that you're going to get fired and do the best job that you can in the meantime. Or you leave for better opportunities. Or you get a better opportunity. And remember, the best work comes when you have too much work. Sometimes. Sometimes. For the most part. Uh, anyway, 
I'll give you guys a choice for the last, for our nightcap for the evening. Oh, that Ubuntu 18.04 came out? More whiskey. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> How about... That is exciting. Okay, what's new in, Ubu- in, Ubuntu, ah, in Ubuntu 18.04? Well, they're using... They're a little late for 04. There's only two days left. Well, no, it came out a few days ago. Oh. But uh, it, it, um... So, uh, one, it's using GNOME. Ooh, well, that's what Ubuntu used to use. Yeah, and that's back to it. Good. 17.10 was using Wayland, but they switched back to, uh... Not with uh, X or. Does the theme look the same? Like you wouldn't really notice the difference between the display managers. It's a little different. Like they they went with the same color scheme. And that's right. Actually the thing that's getting they have the, the same dock on the side. So I'll show you what the reg- what, what like non Ubuntu GNOME dock looks like, and you can discern like it, it'll the differences there is it tries to take up more space on the new version, but mine's very minimal. That looks like Ubuntu. Uh, it is Ubuntu, but it's running GNOME. Cool. I guess because I haven't used Ubuntu for like 10 years, it just looks the same to me. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more performant, and uh, it is actually really nice. Uh, one thing is I can, on my work laptop, not flicker my screen when I'm on a video chat. Oh, that would be nice. But that's just a display driver problem. That's not an Ubuntu. Uh, no, it actually was uh, the disp- display manager in Ubuntu. Wayland was causing that? No, not Wayland. Uh, the display manager. So it went from light DM to uh, gnome DM. Ah. Gotcha. Well, I'll give you the choice of a last story for tonight. I thought that was the last story. No, we've got more entertaining stuff. Have a laugh, because it's a, this is what the network news does. We can talk about how Mount Everest is now a fecal time bomb. Or we can talk about a roller coaster that charges your phone with your screams. Number one. Fecal time bomb? Oh, I was vote for number two. Oh, we have a tiebreaker. I kind of want to do the fecal time bomb, especially yeah, because that's not surprising. this article comes from the Washington Post. It's not some BS morning zoo radio or some morning zoo, you know, morning website. Morning zoo. <laughs> Z100 that gives you a virus in your, in your computer. Um, decades of human waste have made Mount Everest, quote, a fecal time bomb. When Sir Edmund Hillary in Tenzig, Norgay, reached the top of Mount Everest in 1953, it was arguably the loneliest place on Earth. An oxygen-deprived desert perched atop an icy 29,000-foot ladder of death. Over the past 62 years, more than 4,000 climbers have replicated the pair's feet, with hundreds more attempting to do so during the two-month climbing season each spring, according to the Associated Press. Along the way... People have left oxygen canisters, broken climbing equipment, trash, human waste, and even dead bodies in their wake, transforming this once pristine peak into a literal pile of, well, you get the idea. So, that's, uh... So they need to send a cleanup crew. Yeah, I guess. This week... The president of Nepal Mountaineering Association warned that pollution, particularly human waste, has reached critical levels and threatens to spread disease on the world's highest peak. At base camp, climbers have access to toilet tents <laughs> with drums that are carried to lower... I don't lower... Get why that's funny. I don't know, it's toilet tents? It just sounds it's like Google Group. Good job, guys. Uh, toilet tents with drums that are carried to lower areas and properly disposed of once they're full. Climbers usually dig holes in the snow for their toilet and use and leave human waste there. But because but that means it's been literally piling up for years. Yeah. Hmm. How yeah, much waste are we talking about? As much as 26,500 pounds of poop. Wow. 
most of it bagged and carried by native Sherpas to earthen pits near Gorak Shep, a frozen lake bed and village at 16,942 feet. From people who literally almost froze their butt off trying to take that poop. Yeah, this is the opposite of that poop train that's stuck in Alabama. All right, so that's uh, real technical. It doesn't have to be technical. It just leaves a smile on your face. Real mature. I'm having a fun It's by, from the Washington Post. That's a real, that's the number two newspaper. Washington Post. No, you want to talk about the rolling, the Walking Dead roller coaster that charges your mobile phone while you scream? No, I don't really want to talk about it either. Well, why don't we then end the show? Because we've done another two-hour show accidentally. And it's late as hell. Yeah, you can you definitely hear it in your voice. So, do you approve this week's Polar Quest, Christian? Yeah. Great. Sounds like you want to get out of here. Yep. Tyler, how about you? Yep. Well, why don't we all hit merge? And we'll see you next week right here on Polar Quest. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Polar Quest do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by Wolfpack. Visit them at VULA.